0: This is Damian Maffay from the Strangers Pray at Night and Haunt, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast.
1: exciting episode tonight we're talking about the decade that is 2000 to 2009 thank you for everyone that sent in their lists we're gonna talk about that a little bit later also um the competition we were having for my box of goodies if you send in a review um that's finalized so thank you for everyone that participated we're gonna pick a winner and we'll reveal it on our next episode tonight we're samless uh she had some stomach problems she's actually pooping on the toilet <laughs> right now you can't come to the to the mic so sam hope your stomach feels better don't eat too many nachos next time but you got me todd we got joe and we got steve and we got a loaded show for you guys tonight with our top tens so uh are
2: we jumping into the news right now what were we gonna do news or questions whatever we'd like to do first well, we can put talk about halloween you put me on the spot though i wasn't ready for news <laughs> but we can do well, news sure the I'll news. pull it up real quick here. Did you guys All watch right, that uh, Halloween
1: trailer, the little mini teaser?
2: I did, and yeah. I actually really liked it. I, it, it uh, I thought it was, like, perfect. I think that's how every trailer should be. It, like, gives you just enough to get excited, but not enough to spoil anything in the movie, really. I thought the acting was bad. Did you? Wh- yeah. uh, who? Uh, Jamie, Laurie? Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee, yeah. I thought
1: she okay. was a little forced on that one man like honestly but i still i still enjoyed i'm still enjoying that it, it seems to be like right after part one ends which is which is really cool so yeah. i guess the firefighters save them and uh that's what we're looking forward to does it
2: really yeah matter? that house was
1: way too on fire for the firefighters <laughs> to fucking
0: save I mean, them you you that
1: house
2: shot, was
3: gone
2: He got shot six times for a lot of a uh balcony. Do we really do we really need a uh a reason of how he survives <laughs> Kind of. It was an inferno. I mean he'll it just he'll just come out with all charred up and still raise hell, you know?
1: Yeah,
3: true.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I
0: was a little bummed that it
2: seems his mask is only a little charred on
0: one side. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd read a rumor that maybe it would be like fused to his face. I thought that was like better. But whatever. I mean, that's a nitpick. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's cool trailer, disappointing, uh you know from the news but also very expected at this point so it is what it is yeah
2: yeah so yeah it's officially been announced that it has been bumped to uh halloween kills has been bumped to october 15th 2021 a a full year later um john carpenter did release a statement over on his twitter and uh I, i you know i guess we can read this whole thing real quick here uh he says we write to you uh We write you heartbroken over the fact that the delay of our film is even a discussion, but if there's one thing that a career in the film industry has prepared us for, it is the unexpected over the past few weeks. Our film family has looked at the forecast of theatrical exhibition with obvious concern we have discussed and struggled with how best to present Halloween Kills to the loyal fans around the world, as well as the new audience we hope to invite to this experience. It was a wild and vibrant production. We lined up a cast of... Uh, Legacy characters like Laurie, Tommy, Lindsay, Lonnie, Marion, Brackett, and The Shape. Then alongside some new faces, we aggressively made the second chapter of our Halloween trilogy and unfolded into an experience that was a creative playground. And we feel confident that our misfit pleasures will be seen as an unexpected entry into this franchise. If we release it this October um, as planned, we have to face the reality that the film would be consumed in a compromised theatrical experience. After weighing our options, we have chosen to push the film's theatrical release by one year. So that was the uh, official announcement from uh, the director, David Gorda Green, and John Carpenter uh, himself. Which, I mean, I don't think it's any surprise. And um, I think, you know, I mean, I don't see why people would be mad about this. I mean, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know
1: why? it's We're in the middle of a pandemic because all you U.S. listeners wear your damn mask man please <laughs> just wear it okay no not that big of a deal yeah. holy shit but um no. i mean it's disappointing but we've already got jigsaw quiet place 2 um everything well yeah everything's been delayed except yeah for everything's been
2: blocked this year like i mean like we said this is gonna be an interesting top mm. 10 this year for our top 10 list for sure Yeah,
1: i think when you said last time it's our bottom five we're gonna make it into our top 10 yeah <laughs> if it uh, keeps going like this so.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's not much out there right now. Um, All right, well, a good segue from the Halloween Kills news is Candyman, as uh, Universal officially announced that Candyman is being delayed from September to now October 16th, 2020. Uh, Interestingly enough, the same release date as Halloween Kills was supposed to be, so uh, I don't know if they're trying to capitalize on that or not, but I really doubt... Um, we will see Candyman this year either. I very well expect that to also get bumped this year, um, but we shall see. Um, but, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think, um, like, Halloween kills, Candyman, do you think those should just get, like, VOD releases, or, like, would you rather just wait for them to get that, those theatrical releases?
1: Selfishly, I would love for them to get home theater because you can, you know, the comfort of your own home, you have to deal with people, you can get whatever snacks you want, take breaks, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the real reason is it's not public safety. It's it's money. They're going to lose money if they do it at home because of pirating and all that stuff. So, um, you know, as long as they're good, I guess it doesn't matter
2: once they come out if we like them, right? Yeah. I mean, did you um, – and I guess uh, Halloween Kills is getting a IMAX release too. Would you go see it in IMAX? Do you think it's, like, IMAX worthy?
1: I don't think so. I don't see why. That's, like, more, like, Godzilla or Star Wars in my opinion. yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to see, like, the last Joker movie. Like, it made no sense for that being IMAX, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. For sure.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm uh, the same guy, right. too. It's, oh. uh, I, I actually agree with Todd. Uh, I think it's a money thing, not a logistics thing or a safety thing. And uh, I'm going to say, I only go to IMAX if it's something uh, really, like, blockbuster, huge. And there really isn't any horror that fits into that genre that I can think of, so... I usually watch yeah. like big... except uh, yeah, Godzilla or King versus Godzilla would definitely be one of them, but
2: uh, not this, not not.
0: Candy what Man about or Halloween?
2: What about uh, I saw A Quiet Place Two is getting the IMAX treatment would that be one since like the monsters and you have some action going on? Maybe for the sound. Yeah,
1: like the the whatever it's called, the sounds are really good in that. But I really want to see that one at home because that can that movie can get ruined so easily by yeah. somebody. Yeah.
2: That movie got totally ruined by me when I saw it in theater. I mean, I still love the movie, but it like mm. there were fucking people talking like throughout the whole movie, and it was pissing me off so much.
1: Even if you're being quiet, like you chew a chip and it ruins it. <laughs> it's it's a quiet movie, so. Right. That that one would make they would all make money, but I get it. They they'll make a couple million more if they keep it in the theater.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, and now we're talking about like Quiet Place too. It just makes you think of like the year that that could have been. Like you you know you had. Candyman, Halloween Kills, uh, yeah. Quiet Place 2, uh, Jigsaw, Jigsaw, the yeah. viral movie. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, yeah Ghostbusters. I mean, so many epic uh, horror-based movies were supposed to come out this year, and uh, it's unfortunate, but hopefully, 2000, hopefully 2021 is going to be just an epic, epic year. <laughs> is uh is Antler supposed to still? I mean, come that was out? supposed to come out this year. I'm sure that, I mean, that's got bumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Antebellum was another big release that was you know, supposed be, to come
1: out. You know, it'd be super badass, though, if they did a limited um, drive in theater only for the theater and then re released it next yep. year. I think that would work because I would go see it.
2: Oh definitely. I I think they would if like Halloween Kills they release like at the drive in, like people would that would like sell out like fucking crazy. Like people would be like climbing the fences to get in, you know, if it was sold out. The only problem I think they're worried about is pirating.
1: Yeah, I mean, but with drive in, that's gonna be the shittiest pirating of all time. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right. But and and spoilers, right? Yeah, spoilers,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, think about that.
2: Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Since we're mentioning movies that are supposed to get released this year, uh, The Forever Purge um, was supposed to be coming out this year on uh, July 10th, 2020. Well, it has officially been bumped a full year to July 9th, 2021. So, yeah, I don't know if this was supposed to be the last Purge movie or not, but after the latest Purge movie um, that I think we actually reviewed for this podcast a long time ago, um wasn't very good so uh not very excited for this one but we shall see i don't know what do you guys i mean do you guys like the purge franchise in general
1: uh, i mean i i enjoy them i think two this is the best one but the last one was one of the worst movies in recent years in my opinion
2: yeah did you see it I agree.
0: it's
1: uh yeah yeah the, I, I really like the purge
0: series but that last one was just god awful just absolute trash
1: um But the the,
0: the, I, the show's actually pretty good.
1: The, it is, yeah. So
0: there is life in that series. It just needs to be done correctly.
1: That truly needs to be an anthology. That works so well with the purge. Yeah, absolutely. That that's like the perfect anthology. Yeah, mm-hmm. movie. Put it on like HBO or something like that. Oh, it would kill.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, All right, well, another, (laughs) it just, I mean, we have a continuing uh, theme tonight. Another movie that was supposed to be released this year, A24's St. Maude. This movie has been getting uh, pushed back um, a lot. Uh, So it was originally supposed to, it was slated to come out in April. Then they uh, pushed it to July 17th. And then they announced this week that they will not be releasing it on July 17th as well. And they have just not given a release date. Um, they said they're just going to wait um, and release it at a later date. So for those who you, those for, were hoping for St. Maud next weekend at their theaters are going to have to wait a little longer, unfortunately. Uh, next bit of news here is um, we reported on this that uh, Ryan Gosling is going to be starring in the new Wolfman movie. Well, it appears he is going to have a director... And the director currently in talks is Lee Wan Lee Winnell, which uh who did, Ooh, I like the, that. who did the Invisible Man, of course. So it seems like Lee Wanell may be helming this entire Universal Monsters revival, uh, which I think is just such a good idea. Uh, you know, he killed it on Invisible Man and uh I think it's uh, perfect for him to come back and do The Wolfman now and hopefully do all the other Universal uh, reboots after that. That'd be dope. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, next bit of news here is... Oh, so I put this one in for Sam because I knew she would be really excited about this. Um, but uh, Elvira is going to be teaming up with Scooby-Doo as uh, Elvira is getting her very own... Halloween special with the Scooby-Doo uh, gang titled Happy Halloween, uh, Scooby-Doo, um, featuring, of course, the voice of um, Cassandra Peterson, our herself, and also starring Bill Nye, the science guy. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That will be releasing um, this Halloween season uh, on, uh, digital, on digital VOD. So yeah, very cool there.
0: Which version of Scooby-Doo is this going to be?
2: um so based on the uh pictures i'm seeing it looks like the uh like cartoon scooby-doo okay cool Mm all righty next bit of news here uh some train to busan news uh train to busan's of course sequel peninsula is um supposed to be releasing uh august 7th in theaters um we will see about that but the exciting news is that shutter has obtained the exclusive rights for home release. Um, it will debut uh, in 2021 uh, on Shutter. So, uh, great news there for Shutter uh, subscribers, for sure. And uh, definitely, I think something we will be covering um, sometime next year. All right, now uh, some news here for fans. Um, did you guys watch? Uh, were you guys? Did you guys watch uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix? Negative. No. All right. Well, this might be the reason this show has just been announced. It's getting canceled. I mean, none of us watched it. I really, I I think it did have a good following though. Um, I know Sam watched, I don't think she caught up with it, but I know she did watch a couple of the seasons and did enjoy it. But uh, yeah, so uh, it has been announced that after the fourth season, Netflix is going to pull uh, the plug on the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Um, yeah, can't say too much about it. I, uh, didn't watch it, but, um, I did enjoy it. Did you guys watch the, uh, Melissa Joan Hart one?
1: Um, a couple episodes,
2: but it wasn't really a thing. Yeah, see, that was, like, I don't know. Like, I, it was on, like, uh, Friday night TGIF or whatever. It was, like, right in my wheelhouse. Like, I was, like, I don't know. You were my age too, Todd. i was about, you, you weren't a TGIF fan. I
1: watched Xena Warrior Princess homie.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: You Lucy Lawless is like my freaking first yeah. like obsession.
2: Yeah, she was a babe. Yeah, I feel, Steve was a uh, a little older. I don't think he watched the. Uh, he was a Sabrina fan. Of, I don't. No, think. well, I, I
0: had TGIF, but I guess it was a different lineup. Mine was like Family Matters, Step by Step, and Sister Sister. And oh,
3: Yeah, Mr. Cooper. <laughs> yeah,
2: we had those two, and then like uh, Sabrina got like added to that TGIF lineup like a few years later or whatever. Right. I think I was good. that's at the point where I was getting over it, but I did
0: occasionally watch it. Like, it's one of those things I wouldn't watch necessarily, but if it was on, sometimes I'd sit and watch it. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't, like, you know, record it on VHS or anything like that.
3: All
2: right. Uh, just a couple bit uh, more bits of news tonight. Uh, for you people clamoring for Halloween, uh, Reese's has announced their uh, Halloween candy line this year. Um, we are going to be getting Franken Cups, which are going to be uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, of course, um, that are, uh, it's going to be, so it's like half green, half like chocolate. So, And I think the green is going to be like mint, but you know, has that little Frankenstein feel to it. Also going to be getting Witch's Brew Kit Kats. That are going to be uh, green tea flavored. Inter- interestingly enough, I don't know how that's going to be. Those are super good. Green tea oh, flavor there. stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. And also uh, vampire kisses, um, which I'm assuming are just going to be Hershey kisses with some sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, so some fun little things coming from Hershey's this year for you, uh, Halloween lovers of candy and all those goodies. And the last bit of news tonight is Village of the Damned news. Were you guys fans of Village of the Damned?
1: Loved it. I always confuse it with Children of the Corn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like
1: There's I could see the poster in my mind.
2: It was uh, This was Carpenter, correct?
1: Yeah, like kids with, like, glowing eyes. As, uh, yeah, yeah, they,
2: they all have blonde hair and, uh, glowing, and yeah. Yeah, glowing eyes. Yeah. Well, the news is about Village of the Damned. We are going to be getting a TV series remake. Um, Not a ton of news about this as far as uh, television station or anything like that. But um, yeah, that's really all we have currently is that it's going to be getting a TV remake very soon. So it should be pretty cool. Excited to check it out. Um, I'm definitely going to have to revisit uh, John Carpenter's *Village of the Damned*, though, because I don't remember a ton about it, and Steve saying he loved it now gets me excited to rewatch it.
0: I used to love Christopher Reeves as a kid because of mm-hmm. Superman. So, and this is, I think, one of his last movies before he had his accident, and uh, so I remember it fondly. I just really liked it. It was really creepy, and uh, it was good. So, it was definitely something people should watch.
2: Cool, cool. All right, and uh, that is it for horror news this week. Cool. You guys want to get some questions? Sure.
0: You have a choice. (laughs) 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 It's a rhetorical question. Skip Uh, them. And you can ask us those questions at uh, on social media at The Horror Squad Podcast. Uh, That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can contact us by email, thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com. Got quite a few this week. So thank you for everyone for sending them in. Uh, The first one, and this one's my fault, I missed it like two weeks ago, Uh, so I'm just going back and making sure that I ask it. It came from Cody. He says, have you, any of you checked out the show Outsider? If so, what are your thoughts?
3: Ooh, um,
2: was that the one on HBO? Uh,
0: Yeah, the Stephen King uh, yes, one with, yeah.
2: um, I think I talked about this a little bit um, when it first came out. Uh, I thought it started really well and then fizzled out towards the end.
0: Yeah, I uh, also watched it and I felt exactly the same way. It was setting up something really cool, but never quite delivered it. Yeah, uh, which honestly, if you watch a lot of the Stephen King shows are kind of the same. Uh, under the dome and a bunch of other stuff that came out in recent under the years dome was terrible oh, like, it, it, it started off cool it did start off like so the first season was okay
2: bad. and then it just got like st- so bad like just it, like laughably yeah. bad.
0: <laughs> it's legit one of the worst shows ever like after a few episodes but I, I still bought the dvd because it's like the whole city and the dome and i oh, thought it looked cool <laughs> but other than that yeah not definitely never watch it
2: did you read the book steve i did not know no, okay. So tried Then I like gave up because I was like, it was so uh, like overwhelmingly like it was like, I think it was that's like cute. one of the biggest books ever.
1: It's mega massive,
2: yeah. <laughs> I read it. What'd you think?
1: Um, I started the series, did not finish it, and I thought the book was really good except for the ending was kind of uh, out of left field there.
2: Isn't that like every Stephen King story that people say? Like I don't read a yeah. lot. Of, that's kind of what I hear about. That's what like a lot of people's critiques about him, what I hear
1: yeah, at this point, I think it's, like, an inside joke, too. He, like, acknowledges it and everything. Yeah,
2: yeah, he did in uh, It, too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he too, did. About
1: it. <laughs> it's a big, it's a long-ass
0: book, though. Yeah, it's huge. It's funny, though, because if you think of Stephen King movies that had good endings, they were all changed from the book. So <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's ironic that way.
2: Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention this, actually, during the Halloween Kills trailer, but did you guys notice, like, how the intro, like, had those, like, balloons and they kind of played like the it music yeah that was weird that was really weird right yeah yeah i was like what the fuck is this about
3: yeah.
2: i didn't know if it was like just to kind of like a like a fun little easter egg or i don't know yeah it was weird yeah
3: did you back know back that
2: listen talk? to that no i didn't I'm gonna yeah. uh, did, did you see outsider todd
1: no i didn't because i planned to um read the book i just haven't got to the book yet my wife says the book's way better than the
2: show, so. Yeah, I I heard some other people say the book was really good. All right, right, so thank you for the
0: question. Uh, We move on to Rise Horror Corner. He asks, if you're trapped on an island, would you uh, rather resort to cannibalism or die of starvation?
2: (laughs) Oh, cannibalism, for sure. Like, it would not bother me. If someone was, like, already dead, like, I would would eat them to survive. (laughs) Like, uh, fucking The Platform guy? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like. I would. not I don't think I would have it in me to like kill someone. But who knows? Like, if you're out there long enough, maybe you'd get desperate enough. But if someone's already dead, I'd eat them. Kind of like, have you guys ever seen *Alive*?
1: Uh. Yeah. Definitely. Plane. The plane crashes, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: The plane crashes. Yeah. They eat the, the dead. Yeah. Good move. Eat the pilot first.
0: <laughs> yeah, they eat yeah. the
2: butt, I think, first because it has. Like, they...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, they eat the butt. Yeah, just watch the teaser. That's definitely its music. Yeah,
2: it's right. Like a yeah, yeah. little e
1: but yeah. Definitely. yeah. And oh, the that's balloons weird. and everything? It's weird, yeah. yeah. Uh, cannibal or die? Is yep. that a question? Cannibal or die? Yeah, uh-huh, yep. yeah I'll eat some people.
2: <laughs> would, would you yeah, resort I'm to saying, killing like... someone, or would you... Like, would you kill someone, or would you, like, be like, all right, if they're dead, I'll eat them?
1: Hmm. That depends. If it was
2: me, you, Steve, and Sam on an island, would you kill one of us? I'm killing su- both of
1: you and keeping Sam to myself. No, I don't think I'm killing you. I don't think I'm killing you. I think. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, if it was like
0: friends or family, I wouldn't. But if it was like on a, you know, let's say a plane crash, at like a commercial plane,
1: I maybe would uh, sneak in some uh, midnight snacks out of someone, you know. Steve's eating like an hour into the crash. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we still have peanuts, sir. Now. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be like hurly and Lost. Like I'll still be fat even though like I'm gonna
0: <laughs> a deserted island for you.
1: Hey, they found peanut butter and
0: lost it. Yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> I think they did that just to keep, just to explain his like weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All um, right. All right. So next question comes to us from Weezerface. She has a fuck Mary kill for us. Ooh. And also from the same people, she wants to know who would win in a fight. So a double question there. Uh, first one, Jerry Dandridge. Second one, <laughs> David Powers. And last one, Charlie Manx. Mm.
2: Okay, who is the se- I The second one I'm, uh, is not.
0: No. J- Jerry Dandridge is Fright Night. Yeah. Jerry Powers is Lost Boys. And Charlie Manx is Nosferatu. Okay. The, okay. the uh,
1: TV show, not the, uh, like, yeah. What, what other sure. character does he play other than Nosferatu?
2: Oh, uh, Zachary Quinto. Zachary uh, Quinto, yeah. Oh, Quinto? Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Jerry's kicking all their asses. I'm just going to put that out there.
2: Yeah, I could see. Yeah, probably. I, I would think I, I
3: so.
2: Uh, I'd marry Jerry because he's, David's he's kind a, of a badass, though, man. Yeah. He's got the earring. He's a vampire, too. He's got, he's got the trench coat. I mean, they're all vampires. Oh, well, well,
1: yeah, well, no, we got that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right.
1: I think if it's a. Well, you know what? David might win, though, because he's like a younger kind of punk. Yeah. So he might beat up Jerry. Mm-hmm. Plus, Jerry got beat by like a pencil, so. um i haven't seen the other guy either so i can't really give a educated answer on that
2: he's uh he's an interesting character on us he's like uh so he's like he's attached to like this uh wraith which is like a rolls royce uh car and like if the car gets destroyed like he kind of gets destroyed like it's interesting like he any ages like really like i don't know it's weird (laughs) steve can probably explain a little better than me I
0: don't know. <laughs> Not really. No, it's a, I, I I only watched a few episodes and then got out. I didn't I like it. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King Jr. who wrote it though. So. <laughs>
3: um,
0: yeah. For me, uh, I think I, I agree. I think Jerry Dendridge would win in a fight. Uh, I also think I would marry Jerry Dendridge. I would. Probably kill David Powers because he's, he's quite the dick, and I guess <laughs> I'd fuck Charlie Manx just out of
2: last week. Kind of gross looking though. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Show. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> uh, I would. You know, I re- I'm going David in a fight. Honestly, I think he's got like the punk, but the punk look. He just looks more of like a like he could win in a fight. So I'll take him, and uh, I feel like Jerry's more of a lover, not a fighter. So. Uh, I would, Yeah, I'm going to marry uh, Jerry, uh, fuck David, and kill Manx. Hmm.
1: I think Jerry would be a really excellent husband.
3: <laughs>
1: He's got the house. Yeah. He's, he dresses nicely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He has chicks over all the time. All right.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, next series of questions comes from our buddy Armando. Uh, first one. What horror genre do you feel you'd have a chance of surviving in? Slasher, home
2: invasion, zombie, paranormal, etc. Great question. Um I guess paranormal would probably make the most sense to me because I feel like you could probably get away maybe
1: not to follow you like insidious.
2: Yeah, I mean very true, but uh, you could always like get, get someone into like exercise it, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's the worst one to be in, personally. Yeah. Because no one but believes you. But I think you. it's your
2: best survival rate. You think? I don't know. I mean, I guess Slasher, like, if you can find a way to get away and, like, drive off, like, I don't think he's going to come and follow you. But I don't know. Who knows? Michael's been following Glory for 40 years, so. Oh, you need to get over
1: it, dude.
2: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, right? <It's> stalker.
1: <laughs> Friggin' <freaking> Clinger. Yeah. <laughs> I think... uh most likely, yeah, probably a slasher if it's like a traditional slasher because, yeah, you, you those characters make a slightly different decision and they can usually just live, you know, mm-hmm. if they don't like yeah, you know, take the pants,
2: pants off. She, she gets away at the end, yeah, true. Plus, and I Sid- would never
1: go in that guy's house in Texas Chainsaw, yeah,
2: and Sydney survived like five movies or four so far, so yeah, mm-hmm. Andy, Andy survived all this, you know, yeah. all the chuck. <clears throat> I mean, sure, sure, whatever you have, like, severe, probably, like, PTSD and stuff, but hey, at least you're alive. Um, For me, I would say
0: probably if it's a Romero zombie film, I think I would be able to survive that. They're slow and stupid, so as long as you're not an idiot, I think you can easily survive a zombie apocalypse. Don't be going after those cardio zombies, (laughs) dude. Yeah, if, if it's a fucking Dawn of the Dead zombie, like, from the remake. like
1: it's Fucking dead. Then, I'm,
0: yeah, <laughs> then it'd be a different story, but uh, since I get to pick the genre, I'd say a Romero zombie is probably who, the one that would have the best
2: chance. Who was, who was the first movie to introduce the running zombie? i am 28 Days Later is the first one That's I That's kind on. of what I was thinking, mm-hmm. too, but I feel like it, there had to have been something earlier, but maybe probably not. Uh,
1: Return of the Living Dead had him running in 85. That's true. But like oh, yeah. like big like a, as an actual like big change, I would also say, twenty days later.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, all right. His second question,
0: he says, "You're in a horror film. How much nudity are you willing to show?" I'm
1: going full Monty.
2: <laughs>
1: Mondo would go full uh, dong. You
2: would go full dong, Todd.
1: Well, that's Mondo. I know he would because he's oh. a freak. <laughs> oh, I'm he's sure, seen I'm, it. That's that guy's wiener. I've seen more than my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I show full butthole in a horror movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I guess it depends how good the role is. If I was like gonna be like main character status, then sure I'd go like full dawn. But if you're I going, was just a side character, half, going oh, job, are you going oh, half?
1: You going half chub or you? Oh yeah, you percent? have to.
3: You
2: gotta yeah, get it no, prepped no, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally um but if if i was just a side character you know i'd show like my backside yeah butthole
3: yeah
2: full fledged like, yeah
0: busy. no i'm I'm the same for, for me it's all about like money and uh, like opportunity if the money's there then fine i'll go full but if the money's not there then no i'm not gonna give away uh, <laughs> that for cheap you know so yeah
2: I don't think men are getting paid too well to get naked anyway, and they, they, no, you know, no. in the, it's usually the women that get paid them the money to get n- nude. So, right, <laughs> the male the male uh, body is not very attractive. So, well, I agree a hundred percent. And he ends
0: it with, of course, Spider-Man three still sucks. <laughs> Whatever. Agreed. <laughs> nah, Spider-Man three is dope. All right, uh, moving on. Sandman blows. I I like Sandman. It's Venom, (laughs) I get the issue with. Uh, Yeah.
3: Uh, All
0: right, so our next one comes from our buddy, Eric. He says, 2000-2009 was a decade of above-average and sometimes excellent remakes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Dawn of the Dead, Hills Have Eyes, Last House on Left, The Ring, The Grudge. Do you think that their success ultimately hurt the genre by influencing Hollywood to start cranking out even more remakes?
2: Ooh, good one. Good question. I mean, I would say yes, probably, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. And it's weird because, yeah, I mean, all of those remakes were fantastic, but it definitely did start the trend of remaking everything, and there were some pretty terrible remakes. And I will say one last thing before you guys talk. Um, uh, all the movies he mentioned... All of them got at least one vote um, in our uh, from lists uh, for our best of decade, except for Last House on the Left.
3: Hmm.
2: Good. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, I suppose, but then we never would have had the good ones either. So. Right. right. I'll take I'll take the the good and the bad. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I don't think it really
0: hurt the genre at all. Um, you know, a lot of the remakes are actually good. There's, I would say there's more good ones than bad ones, uh, especially if you go from t- 2010 on. So I don't think it hurt the genre at all. I think it actually maybe, you know, helped the genre a little bit because sometimes familiarity lets people into the genre that maybe haven't seen in a while. You know, they mm-hmm. remember something from their childhood and they're like, oh, I remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre from when I was a kid. So I'll go see this one. Oh, I like horror again. You know, it's, I don't think it's a bad right. thing, necessarily. Now, of course, if they do too much, then maybe,
2: but I think it's fine. Yeah, it's, um, it's like horror fans are very overprotective, especially over franchises. Uh, I, I don't really know why. Like, you know, those movies are always going to be there is always my argument. And if they want to do something to, like, continue on with the franchise, I would rather... Like, especially, like, you know, like, Freddy and Michael. Like, I would rather see those franchises continue than just completely die off. So, like, I, I have no problem with them, like, rebooting and or, like, remaking stuff. I mean, we just did Chucky recently, and I thought that was a great remake. And, but, like, I feel like most people are shitting all over it.
0: Yeah, we reviewed all the major ones. We reviewed Friday, a Nightmare, uh, Texas Chainsaw, and Child's Play. And, honestly, he's only one of those I didn't like.
2: Yeah I, I, yeah, I mean, I think Nightmare was definitely the worst and the weakest out of those, but it still wasn't, like, the worst. Yeah,
1: and I think um, we still need to review Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I forgot about those.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a complete our yeah. yeah, We should do a double feature of 1 and 2. That would be, be an fun. interesting discussion, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Yeah, sure. um, all right, last series of questions come to us from Mandy. She says, Hey, squad, of course, continuing with my alphabet watches, what movies do you recommend with the letter F? F. The Funhouse. Um, uh, Fright Night. Yeah. Fun, so we just fun talked about is it.
2: That's pretty good. We actually we reviewed that a long time ago on the yeah, podcast. On Toby Hooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fright Night, like Steve said, it's good. Um, let me look here.
1: Yeah, I was like,
0: I'm, All the Friday 13th uh,
2: movies?
1: Uh,
2: oh, yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. F- finally girls oh
2: yeah oh yep. yeah frankenhooker's yeah. fun yeah and mandy by the way i want to know uh like if you've checked out any of the ones we've seen. i know you did mention like a few weeks back that you checked out some of them but i want to keep up with us let us know if you're watching any of like the maybe more obscure ones we have mentioned yeah
1: the frighteners is fun
2: Ooh, yeah, that's from a dust a... till dawn oh that's a nice. great one yeah oh. frighteners is really underrated yeah, yeah, I agree. It's uh, mm-hmm.
0: Final Destination's a fun series.
2: Mm-hmm. There's yeah, I'm looking. There's not a ton out there actually. F didn't F didn't have a lot of great ones. Did you ever watch From Dust Till
1: Dawn Three, Joe? Like you're supposed to, like two years ago?
2: No, no. no can't I haven't. Watch it, man. That's good. <laughs> I will. I'll get on it. Uh oh, Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> what were you, Did we ever discuss this? Like what everyone's thoughts were on Freddy versus Jason. Uh, you
1: bad know? CGI. Yeah, I,
2: oh yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I thought it was fucking cool. Yeah, it was just, fun.
0: Who knows? It might get mentioned
1: later tonight. You don't know that.
2: Maybe. Oh, oh, Stevens
1: dropping some <laughs> some hints.
2: I will <laughs> say, I think it got it got one vote. I think. That's Stevens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's not my top ten, <laughs> but it might get a mention.
2: We'll see. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So, anything else before? Uh... Not really. I'm looking. There, there really isn't a lot of great stuff for F, unfortunately. All right. Okay. So
0: she, her next question: top three most memorable scenes of
1: that decade. T- talking about the decade we're reviewing yeah, today. Ooh, that's a hard one. Okay, I'm just gonna. Well, I'm gonna spoil my list, so well, I guess not. Not necessarily. Wait,
3: what was the, the,
0: I'm sorry, I missed the question. What top three, like most memorable moments from the 2000s, uh, 2000, decade? Decade.
1: Yeah, I, I got three right here, buddies. Okay, go ahead. Um, no particular order, so it doesn't really affect my list, but they are from my top 10. Well, fuck, that's not nice to spoil things. <laughs> All right, I love the opening scene to House of Thousand Corpses. I think it's awesome when we meet yes. Captain Spaulding and the, the failed robbery and things like that. The opening of Dawn of the Dead is some of the best credit scenes I've ever seen, period, um, the remake. that's It's just awesome, all the chaos, and it's just great. Um, and then when Jigsaw gets up from the floor and saw, oh, man, I never saw that coming. That was a great moment. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I echo you definitely on Saw. I mean, I think that's one of the most iconic moments uh, of the decade. Also, I'm going to go with The Ring when Samara comes out of the TV. Um, very iconic as well. And then uh, my last one, um, let's go with trying to be a little different here because I definitely agree. I think Dawn of the Dead is one of the best opening oh. scenes like ever. I agree um, <laughs> Yeah um uh, let's go i don't know I'll, I'll go opening of texas chainsaw remake i think that's a great opening scene as well um the, that whole mm-hmm. intro there
0: the girl with the gun in her head there right? yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um i actually had the same two is the same as todd to the friggin twisted and saw for sure uh, even listening to the music to this day gives me goosebumps about how great this was.
1: <laughs> <da-da-da>, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the, the first scene in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, uh, it's amazing. so good, man. And the other one uh, is actually the alien in Brazil in Science.
3: That's uh, oh. kind of an kind of obscure choice, oh, but
0: yeah. I fucking love that scene. I don't know what <laughs> it is about it, but it it's felt weird to me. It felt yeah, like yeah, it felt like the type of thing that you would really see in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I love that scene. And yeah. all, all he does is walk by. and yeah, no, <laughs> no. that's it. It's just like a birthday, a kid's birthday party yeah. in Brazil, and he just walks by. Like, him.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah was I was so, t- was
0: done so effectively.
2: <laughs> I was, I, I was talking about this in the uh, group chat, but I was really shocked to see signs did not receive a vote from anybody. Um, out of all the lists we received, we received um 22 lists, and uh, yeah, not one vote for signs. I was surprised. But then once I started compiling my top 10, I was like, yeah, it was a pretty good decade. But uh, I think I love Signs. I think Signs is great. I think it's one of Shyamalan's best.
1: It is. It's flawed. Like, the whole water thing yeah, it is, flawed.
2: is really mm-hmm.
0: weird. Mm-hmm. The water thing, the closet thing where he like he's trapped mm-hmm. in a closet and can't get out. He just invaded yeah.
1: Earth, but he can't yeah, get it's out of the space fucking, like... race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Can't>
0: <laughs> they don't the see water. Right. And why, it, why, I thought it was so fucking like obvious with the whole asthma thing that that was going to come into play. And
2: it's just, I don't know. It's just, We're going to do yeah. a, uh, we're to do a Shyamalan retrospective at some point. Oh, for yeah. sure. I'd I love
1: that. Like I, love, yeah. yeah. I love the until they twist. hmm Loved it. I remember, oh my God, this fucking movie was great. I, I remember, remember, I remember
2: when that twist, I remember when that twist happened, I was, I think that might've been the most mad I've ever been, like at a <laughs> theater experience. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it defeated every single thing that happened good in that movie. because yeah. It didn't matter.
2: Right. Um, I got but another I scene. I would say, like, thinking back at it, I was like, it was kind of, like, good and smart writing. Like, it was something different, but at the time, I hated it. Yeah. I still hate it. Yeah, no, I I, I haven't, seen it. It, I haven't seen it since
1: then, Sin, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got another couple of scenes that I want to mention here. From the, the Descent, where the main character falls in, like, a pool of blood. Yeah. Um, That's a really cool yeah. scene, the way she comes out of it and everything. And then 28 Days Later, like, um... When he wakes up, when Jim wakes up in the hospital, he's he's all alone. It's kind of cliche now for that to happen, but back then it wasn't. And it's was like he's just walking around London. He's calling out people, and then the zombies show up. It's like super, really good opening. Well, I guess the opening to that movie is when the the monkey escapes. But like the main part of the movie with Jim walking around is really good. That's awesome.
0: Um, all right, moving on to our next question: What was the best performance of the decade?
2: Oh, yeah. boy. That's a hot that's a hot question. Um I'm gonna go Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman, American psycho. Yeah.
1: He's uh his performance is very funny, but mm-hmm. also really epic. The way Thank he God. like freaks out and doesn't change his how he's looking, you know? And he can yep. like break into a sweat. It's a very, very good performance. I, I'm gonna agree with that one. Yeah, uh, I,
0: I, so my top one, I'm not going to say because it's one of my kind of lesser known uh, picks out of my top 10. So I'll mention it when I get there. Uh, but my number two is got to be Sid Haig as Captain Swelding. I mm. fucking love that character. And I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. Just him speaking to the camera for the DVD uh, nice. like menu still freaks me out to this day because he does such a good job of just being so intimidating but not at the same time it's just so weird. That fucking performance was perfect and I love it for him.
1: Yeah, that's a really good one. And like party wants to hang out with him. Another party is like this guy is fucking
0: Exactly. Scary, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like that that struggle of not knowing, you know, when he's gonna snap or when he's mm-hmm. just being like you just don't know and it's great. It's so good.
1: Yeah, and that DVD is one of the best menus of all time. If I, not the I think best. it's the best.
0: Yeah, it's the best yeah. menu of all time. That's a weird like thing to say, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's a fucking
1: amazing. They one. got they got a bunch of like weird shit in the menus too. Like where they um they do the joke about tiny, and then they had Bill Mosley and Sherry come on. Yeah, it's like yeah. they put a lot of
0: production in just the menu. Yeah, and that shows you know Rob Zombie being a big horror fan, mm-hmm. uh, especially early on like that one because that was kind of, that was his first right. Yes. Uh, he had, and so you could tell that he had been thinking about these little fine details for a long time. And
1: yeah, that's great. Uh,
0: all right. Her next question. Uh, no, this performance. One, one last question. What's the biggest disappointment of the decade?
2: <laughs> that's hard. I have to look. It's back. Cause We didn't do it. We didn't do a worst of list uh, or anything. So like I, I'm like. I was just focusing on the best stuff, so I I don't know. That's something I'd have to uh, do some research on. I think. What do you got, Stevie? I'm sure you did a little research here. And she sent me the questions like right before we recorded. <laughs> but, uh,
0: but I will say this, and i so I fucking love George Romero. He's one of my favorite directors of all time, and you know when a dead movie comes out, that mm. to me is like it's like an event, right? Uh, when fucking Diary of the Dead and Survival oh. of the Dead came out, Yikes. it was just like he really fucking lost his mojo. Those movies were so bad and so disappointing to me that that's probably my biggest disappointment. Did Land, did Land
2: come out this year? Yeah, day? 2000, 2005. 2005. I gotta say I was I did I was not a fan of Land. I love Land, man. Yeah, me, me yeah. too. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I mean, I didn't love it as much as like Day or Dawn, no, but yeah. uh, I still loved it. But Diary and Survival were just absolute garbage. Yeah. There, oh, there's just
1: that. a couple things in Land that you know stop it from being a great film in my opinion, which we we'll can right. cover later. But um, mm. yeah, I'm with Steve. I forgot. I completely forgot about Diary. Survival. I don't really count as much because I knew it was gonna suck after Diary. But Diary Man, like, such a long wait, yeah. and then like a bunch of hype, and it had actually a really cool premise if you think about it. Like he tr- he tried to tap into what was going on with the world with like yeah. video he footage and things like have, that.
2: Those movies didn't have budgets either, right? They were like micro-budget movies. I, yeah,
1: but neither did Night of the Living Dead and Island Dead, really.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: But I guess different times.
2: But. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I I really can't think of it. I mean, without doing research and slowing down the show, I really. Don't know. You guys
1: anything, Todd, or we moving on? I'm gonna. I'll steal yours. Diary of the Dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, as Romero fans, I it's just wow. It was just so bad, and I was so excited for it. I remember thinking because, like you said, the premise was good and everything, but
1: uh, big disappointment overall. So
0: yeah, that,
1: I, 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 I like seeing Brew, Brew Baker, uh, Brew Baker from Land of the Dead, right. um, the Dead Reckoning guy, and then he's in. Um, both of those isn't he in both of them
3: uh, i think he's
1: in both of them diary and survival but
3: either yeah, way i he's... thought it
1: was gonna be connected and it wasn't so i was, I was disappointed too.
3: no exactly
1: because
2: <laughs> what about john carpenter's house of the dead house of the dead oh sorry uh I, 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 uh not house of the dead what's the one he did the, the talk go, about go, some go that's, that's a, a fun movie, movie. go some Mars. yeah have you watched oh. it recently no i haven't (laughs) it's it's like it's stupid yeah all right maybe it came
1: out though that came out yeah oh one all right i watched it like last year it was pretty funny
2: All right. yeah i I didn't have
0: like big expectations for it so i wasn't disappointed right it's yeah whereas i had big expectations for the other one so that one bummed me out
1: all right i got one more question from tj he sent me a text um So I'm just going to read it for you because it affects me and you guys might be upset about it. I'm listening to last week's episode and Steve had the black Christmas question about how many kills there were. I feel like it could have been challenged. He said eight, but that's only if, sorry, he just texted me now, bumped up. I can't read it. He said eight, but that's only if you count Jess as being dead at the end, which was open-ended. I think you were correct. Todd.
2: Give me my point. He literally just sent a message to the R-Squad Instagram, too. Oh, did he? Because I told him yeah. to you and I'll read <laughs> I think it's a little longer than the one. This one's a oh, lot shit. more detailed, actually. He said, uh, hey, I just wanted to send a quick message in regards to a trivia question last week. Three of the four of you will probably hate me bringing this up, um, <laughs> but anyhow, for the question about how many people died in Black Christmas, the answer should technical technically be seven rather than eight. At least it can be challenged as the eighth... Eighth victim would be Jess, Olivia Husty's character. If you believe she is killed at the end, oh, if you believe she is killed at the end, but it's left open ended, so it's technically uh, would happen outside of the runtime if it happened at all. Todd guessed seven, so technically that would be correct. Whether or not you all decide to give him the point, completely up to you, obviously, but uh, was uh, requested to share. Uh, just hashtag justice for Todd. <laughs> Uh, And then he went over the whole kill count, uh, Claire being number one with the bag over the head, number two, Miss Mac in the attic, number three, Missing Little Girl, number four, Barb, glass unicorn, number five, Phil, off screen, number six, cop keeping watch outside the house, and number seven, Jess's boyfriend.
1: That's his favorite horror movie, by the way, so he's really... I I can see.
3: (laughs) here.
0: Uh, it's possible. I I didn't like. I I found the question somewhere. I didn't. You know,
2: I think. I
0: really
2: uh, just. I think just because of this great send in. I think we just have to give Todd the point. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, boy. Thanks,
1: TJ. <laughs> Shout out to Death by Stereo podcast.
2: That's why I usually get my
0: own questions, but I was really in a rush last week. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd. We'll give you the Todd. We don't even have trivia this week until I gets a fucking point.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, yes. That increases my lead. Todd, yeah, that increases your lead to eight points, Todd.
1: Oof. I can just cruise from here on out. <laughs> no. I gotta keep the pressure on because Steve's got freaking. No, that, blood that's what happened eyes. last year. You started cruising and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got within one point, I think, last year. Yeah. But
0: anyway, uh, thank you everyone for the questions. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we can't do this segment without you. Uh, we got a big segment coming kind of up, so I'm gonna go and get
2: myself.
3: Oh, they're so disgusting.
1: Okay, we got our coffee. We're all uh, we're all buzzed. Yes, we're all full of uh, deadly grounds caffeine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you want to do this? You wanted to go our, grow, go around the horn and do our uh, five honorable mentions, or what do you want to? Do?
2: Best of the decade, two thousand to two thousand nine. Folks, are you ready? Are you I ready? I say, are you ready? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I want the whole speech if you're going to
2: do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess what should we do here? Uh, well, I will say, I guess, well, we can start off by thanking everyone who sent in a uh, list to us. Uh, a lot of fellow podcasters, uh, fellow friends. Uh, shout out to uh, some of the fellow podcasters who did it. Um, some people from our good friends at the Dorkening Podcast Network, of course, the network we're a part of. Um, Super Retro, Throwback Reviews, uh, Throwdown Thursday, Uh, shout-outs to them. They both sent in lists. And uh, uh, That Strange Show, uh, they also sent in their list. So shout-out to all those guys. Also, uh, Wicked Horror Show uh, sent in a list. Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Oh, Brian over at Saturday Night at the Movies. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all the fellow podcasters. If I'm forgetting anyone, I'm very sorry. But, yeah, shout-out to all of our fellow podcasters. And, uh, yeah, uh, there are 22 lists uh, total. I can't remember if that is down or up from our previous list, but right around the same um, thing. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, very excited. Uh, we have a great, I think, ultimate best of the decade list, but I cannot wait to hear uh, Steve and Todd's personal lists here.
1: All right. Would you want to start at 10 and go
2: around the horn? Well, I'm going to mention first. All right. Let's do it. All right. Who would like to start?
1: I'll give mine, well, my right. my first one. Are we going to go around the horn, or we do them all at once?
2: Yeah, let's do Around the Horn on honorable mentions,
1: too. All right, my first honorable mention in no particular order is uh, 2006 James Gunn's Slither, um, starring Nathan Fillion. I really like this movie, but it lacks a certain amount of violence that I would have wanted in it. Um, stellar cast, really cool premise, and a really nice throwback to you know space invading monsters. So, so there's super good.
2: Yes, I will say Slither um, made a few lists in the ultimate list. Nice. Uh,
0: my first honorable mention, again, uh, also like Todd, not in any particular order, uh, is Freddy versus Jason. Uh, it's not a great movie, but I fucking love it because... <laughs> seeing you know Freddie and jason is something that i had been kind of dreaming about my whole life because i loved those two characters and to see them in the same movie even though it wasn't the best movie was still super fucking exciting and uh, i adore it for it so i had a lot of fun watching it and i you know as it's one of my favorites but i don't think it's one of the best so that's why it's an honorable mention
2: yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's a really fun. It's a I had a man that was like maybe one of the most fun theater watches I've ever had. The audience was just so good and like into it. Nice, as was a blast. Uh, all right, my first honorable mention uh, is from 2007, and it is called Inside. Uh, this one is a French horror film. Uh, it is just such a like a brutal movie. It's like super gory. Uh, a great uh, storyline of a Pregnant woman uh, with a crazy lady trying to break in and steal the baby from inside her stomach. Uh, yeah, just a really, really uh, good movie. Uh, just miss cracking my top ten, honestly. But if you haven't ever seen it, I highly recommend it. I've never seen that one. That's a good one.
1: Okay. All right, my next one is 2007's Dead Silence, directed by James Wan. is about a, I guess, killer puppet um, lady. <laughs> That just kills people. If you talk, you make noise, She kills you. as Donnie Wahlberg in it. He plays a detective. And it's just a fun movie. And it has really effective scares. Um, especially like when they're kind of like an underground kind of thing. And um, really cool puppets. A really cool scene where there's a giant puppet wall. And one of the characters, he falls. So naturally, you like, scream when you fall. And he fucking just dies in midair. It's a really cool scene. Um, but yeah, Dead Silence. I highly recommend that one.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, right before doing this episode, I wa- I like watched
0: five movies from that decade just to kind of remind myself, and that was one of them, and it's great. Not, not an honorable mention for me, but uh, yeah, definitely a great pick. Uh, we talked about this one before. Uh, my next honorable mention is Land of the Dead. This is George Romero's fourth uh, zombie film. Uh, again, as we said before, its I don't think it's necessarily the, the best film. There's some flaws in it, but I love George Romero. I love zombie films. You'll see that in my list because there's quite a few of them. And I think uh, I really, I really enjoyed myself watching it. I don't think it's quite a top ten film, but I watch it from time to time, and I enjoy the shit out of it. So that's why I put it in honorable mention.
1: I agree. It's it's not in my honorables, but it's would be in like a top thirty for sure. Um, but yeah, there's a couple things in the movie that stops it from being great to me. There's a couple like random, um, terrible CGI moments. There's some full auto machine gun fire that doesn't make sense. And then there's some characters that are just really goofy, like um, when they're introducing like the operatives that are going to go with them on the, the Mission to Get Dead Reckonings, like, I'm Matador, or whatever the fuck his name was, and the tough chick. It's just a lot of cliches in that movie that could have been left out. That's when he kind of started slipping as a director, but I still really like the damn movie.
2: Yeah, I had some I just had some I, I I gotta admit I i do that's one I have to revisit because I really have not seen it uh since theaters. So uh yeah, maybe I'll uh give it a watch sometime soon and see how I feel about it now. Uh all right, my next uh honorable mention is from two thousand and one and it is called Session Nine. Uh, I've talked a lot about session nine. I I think even maybe on this podcast, I feel like it is one of the most underrated horror movies. Um, It's a little indie film uh, that didn't get a lot of attention. I feel like lately I've been hearing some people mentioning it, but uh, it's basically about uh, a team of of asbestos workers who uh, go in and, um, you know, do asbestos removal on this abandoned Uh, mental institution and uh, some they start you know disappearing and um, I'll leave it at that Uh, it has a really really good uh, twist and just a really good story and yeah I mean I I just highly recommend this one I really love this movie Um, and it was filmed locally too it was filmed uh, at the old uh, Danvers mental institution which I've still yet to visit and I need to sounds cool Yeah, they turned it into condos, but uh, some of the original building is still there. I don't know if I could live there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's definitely haunted. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. My next one is High Tension from 2003. Alexander Aja, uh, director. Could have easily made my top ten, but that twist, I just don't like that direction. I felt it was a great, straightforward movie, which we all thought it was until the twist came. I I think that's just excellent, good world-building Great villain, good woman empowerment, fighting back, getting her friend back, but then it doesn't really matter because of the twist at the end. So, still really like the movie. I, I love the movie. Great violence, but that twist could I could have done without. And then we covered this movie a long time ago. Yeah,
2: we did. I can't remember uh, who was before or after Steve joined us. Before. Before. Okay. That was another one, seen, one my
0: first time. I've seen it, though. I loved it. Um, all right. So, my next one is another zombie film, and that's Zombieland. Uh, I really like the first Zombieland. It's got a lot of really cool kills. I like the characters. I love Bill Murray's involvement. Uh, It's just a really fun movie to watch. Uh, Unfortunately, the sequel was not the same. But uh, this is one that I watch periodically, even to this day, because I have such a fond memory of it. And it's just a fun movie to
2: watch. And I love zombies. So that's why I put it as an honorable mention. Uh, All right. Uh, My next one is from 2003, and we just talked about it. uh, Was it last week? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or two weeks ago? uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, remake. Uh, I won't really say much else because you heard it all just a couple weeks ago, but I think it's one of the best remakes ever made and uh, just a fantastic slasher movie.
1: I'm surprised I didn't make you top 10 the way
2: you liked it so much. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it was a good decade, man. And mm-hmm. I, I will say um, some of these movies um, in my in my top 10, I based it a lot on, um, you know, uh, kind of like how important they were to the Enjoyment. Decade. Yeah. 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 Oh, OK. Yeah.
1: Um, OK. My next one is 2002's One. I don't think it's enough, if any, love called Death Watch. Um, it's a British film about World War One, where um, Germans versus English, and the uh, the trenches are haunted. And it's super fucking cool. I, I love the scares. I love, um, the, I mean, I love war movies. Period. So having any kind of like a horror set in that, especially the trenches, of World War One, is just awesome. Um, super good cast. It's got a young Jamie Bell in it, and also has um, what's his name, Andy Circus too. He plays a, a, a English soldier. And I just love it. So Death Death Watch, check it out. All right. Um,
0: My next one is from one of my favorite horror genres, and that's Ghosts. And it's a film by Alejandro Amenabar. That's The Others from 2001, starring Nicole Kidman. Uh, I love the ghost genre, but I feel that they don't do it right often. But I felt that this one was one that they did really right. I really love the twist in it. I love the whole Memento Mori Um, kind of side story to it where uh, you see like people taking pictures of people that are dead, uh, posed as if they're alive, and I like the kind of caretaker family that are taking care of the place, and like I said before, the twist, I think it's fantastic. What takes it off my top ten is it's a little slow at times. It's a really long movie, and there's a lot uh, before it gets to the point, so that's why it's not on my top ten, but as far as ghost films go, this is one of my favorites, and i uh, I think it's awesome. so the others.
2: yeah, that's that's a really good one. Uh, does not make meable mentions on my list, but uh, I really love that movie. and the the twist was was great in that one. I'm excited for the remake, too, I gotta say. interesting to see how they uh, bring that uh, back. Uh, all right, my next one is from two thousand and two, and that is twenty eight days later. Um, I'm sure you'll be hearing this one um, a lot mentioned uh, tonight from other lists and whatnot. Um, Just a fantastic uh, zombie movie. Um, Really kind of brought the zombie genre back, I feel like, too. Um, There wasn't much going on in that genre, and this kind of revived it a little bit. Um, Just great performances. Uh, Cillian Murphy is fantastic in it, and the running zombies, like we mentioned, are terrifying.
1: you'll hear more about that movie later i'm sure (laughs) all right my last one is cabin fever 20 or 2002 directed by eli roth his first movie um i love cabin fever but there's some stuff in it that holds it back a lot of um juvenile things from like a first-time director um but overall i think it's got some like fantastic gross out stuff especially like when he's you know fingering that girl and you know bloody ass fingers come out and or ice finger in that and then uh she's shaving her legs and skinning her legs and all that stuff it's kind of long-winded like it should have ended a couple it has like three different endings that they should have chose picked one but overall um i still think it's a great movie
0: all right uh my last one i think is going to be a surprise pick that i don't think is on anyone's list and that is the melding of my two favorite film genres which is horror of course and superheroes and that's blade 2 um I fucking love the Blade series. I think uh Wesley Snipes does a great uh interpretation of that character. I was a huge comic book fan growing up, especially Marvel Comics, so seeing Blade come to life and it was really the first uh Marvel character that was done correctly. This is pre like X-Men, Spider-Man and MCU. And Blade 2 I think is uh the best in the genre. Uh, There are, like, these really creepy vampire demon characters, and I just think it's a really fun and cool film, and one that doesn't get talked about enough because it's not part of the MCU, and people don't even, don't consider it a horror, really, so it's kind of in between two things, but I think it deserves a viewing, and that's why I want to put in my honourable mentions.
2: Mm. All right, my last honorable mention is from 2009, and that is *The House of the Devil*. Uh, this one, directed by uh, Ty West. Um, this is a uh, this is another one I don't hear a ton of people talking about, and uh, it's definitely a slow burn. Um, but my God, is it so good? Um, it Just has like that, just for a movie that came out in 2009, you would swear that this was like an eight seventies or eighties movie. Uh, it just has that feel and look to it. Uh, you know, it's about this, um, you know, college student who takes a babysitting gig, um, goes to this house and um, just like, it's just like a really like weird um, vibe going on. Um, and then it turns into like a cult type movie and I'll leave it at that. Um, but a uh, fantastic movie, awesome performances and uh, yeah, definitely highly recommend this one. I got to say this, uh, just based off our honorable mentions,
0: I don't recall having a single one that any of us had in common,
1: which is yeah. very, very interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, And three of Joe's I didn't see. The last one, <laughs> um, the uh, one in the same asylum you we are talking about, and then in, the first in, one in, in, inside. Old, old, old yeah, I haven't seen definitely any of those.
2: recommend checking out all three of those for sure.
1: All right, we're going to break into our top 10s? Let's do it. Let's do, let's do it. All right, I'm going to lead it off with my number 10. Uh, number one's obviously my favorite, so we'll start at number 10, and it is 2004's Sean of the Dead, starring uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, directed by Edgar Wright, when he was um, still an upcoming director. I mean, he had a couple TV shows that were, were excellent as well, but this is his you know, big breakout. Uh, Sean of the Dead is about a... Basically a slacker or loser played by Simon and Pegg and his friend um that a zombie outbreak interrupts like their life and they get their girlfriend and their friends and they go to the local pub called the Winchester and they just try to live through the day fight off the zombies and just have hilarious comedy some good violence and just excellent characters all around so Shaun the Dead number 10
0: uh, my number, number 10 uh, from 2 2003 is uh, going to be familiar to you guys because we had a whole fucking episode about it last week and that's the texas chainsaw massacre remake mm. uh i really really dug this film i mean i gave my thoughts last week as to why but i remember seeing the trailer which i still think is the best horror trailer that was ever made and uh the movie did not disappoint i think it's a fun adventure and just a uh, great film and one of the best remakes uh so. At least of this era, there's some great ones in the 80s, but of this era, I think this is one of the best remakes. So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah.
2: Alrighty. Uh, my next, my number 10 is from 2003, and that is House of a Thousand Corpses. Nice. Um, I'm sure it will be popping up on a lot of other lists today, uh, and for good reason. Uh, it's just a a fantastic movie and probably Rob Zombie's best movie Uh, yeah I mean the reason it's not a little higher is you know I do feel like he borrowed a lot from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, but he brought in some great new characters like of course Captain Spaulding and you know uh, basically the whole Firefly family is just so iconic and um, still iconic to this day so yeah House of Thousand Corpses number 10
1: Alrighty. Um, okay. So my number nine is 2009's, um, arguably 2009. It's it had its festival run in 2009 DVD in 2012. It was just all over the place kind of movie. So I'm gonna say 2009, but Australian film called the loved ones. I love this one. It's currently streaming on a shutter, which is where I first watched it. Um, probably around a year ago now. So it's a rel- relatively new watch. Um, it is about a young girl who's very demented. Um, she's an outcast and she's got mental problems and, She wants, you know, guys to take her to the prom or whatever. And if they say no, she abducts them and tortures them with the help of her equally creepy dad. So it's about this gentleman that's abducted trying to survive in this psychopath's house. Uh, Meanwhile, um, you know, the cops looking for him, his friends are looking for him and so on. So the loved ones absolutely love it. Check it out.
3: All right. Uh,
0: My number nine, I teased a little bit uh, earlier in the episode. Uh, this, I think, has the best performance of that decade, and it's given to us by William Dafoe, and that's in Shadow of the Vampire from 2000. Uh, I studied film in uh, college, and if there's one thing I love, is movies about the making of movies, and this one is the story of the filming of Nosferatu from 1922, and it features William Defoe as uh, Max Schreck who played Nosferatu in that film and how he blurred the line between being an actor and being a vampire and I think it's a really interesting film Uh, John Malkovich plays the director and I think they play off each other really really well it's a great film and one
2: that I would highly recommend I've never seen it I don't think I have either I'll add it to the list for sure. Uh, all right. My number nine is from 2002 and it is The Ring. Uh, what can you say about The Ring? I mean, it basically started an entire movement of Japanese horror remakes. Um, and this was probably the best one of the bunch. I think uh, just uh, a really good movie, a lot of memorable and iconic moments in it. And i uh, yeah, I mean, Samara coming out of that TV is still just so memorable to me. And just, of course, that the, the videotape, you know, the stuff in it and everything and just has some genuinely scary moments. So, uh, yeah, The Ring, number nine. Nice.
1: All right. Number eight. Uh, 2006 remake, The Hills Have Eyes. Um, one of the best remakes ever made. Uh, super violent. Very good example of doing what the original did well and building upon that and just, you know, going all out crazy with it. I uh, love the supporting cast. I love the villains. Um, I love the setting. Everything about it, just uh, all around, just great movie. So, feels advised. And I had a really good theater experience with it, too. So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, that, that is a great one. That I think one that uh, remake that is better than the original, too.
1: Yeah, I can probably agree with
0: that. All right. My number eight uh, is from the year 2000, and that's American Psycho. Um, uh, This is directed by Mary Heron. It stars Christian Bale, Justin Teru, uh, Chloe Savini, Jared Leto, William Defoe. There's just a a lot of great people in this film. It's about a wealthy New York City uh, banking guy, Patrick Bateman, who has, he's like half like really businessman and half absolute psycho killer. Uh, There's just a lot to love about this movie, a lot of, like, really great little details. Like, for example, there's a scene where he's obsessing about uh, business cards, and it's just such a well-shot, well-written scene, and well-acted scene. I just absolutely adore this film. But I will say this as a preview for your future episode, I watched American Psycho 2 last week. Holy shit. (laughs) It is the worst. And I will talk about it in a one-watch in a future episode, but damn,
1: wow, fuck, fuck that
0: fucked that series up uh, pretty bad. But American Psycho, the original, absolutely fantastic film, and definitely deserving of a spot in my top ten. Yeah, great movie.
2: Yeah, I've never seen American Psycho 2, and I, I don't think I will ever after that <laughs> ringing endorsement. Uh, all right, my number eight is from... 2001 and it is frailty uh i fucking love this movie so much um stars bill pullman matthew mcconaughey uh basically about a story about um a father played by bill pullman who just one day just goes into his son's bedrooms and just says that he received a vision from god that uh basically they have to start killing demons and stuff like that um but what the kids realize is that the demons the dad sees are just real people um and you just see the kids dealing with basically their father just killing um these these you know real people and stuff and it's it's just a really really good movie i don't want to give really anything else away but just uh, awesome, great performances by bill pullman and matthew mcconaughey and uh yeah i mean i, I highly recommend this one
3: All right.
1: Number seven is American psycho. Um, yeah. What Steve said plus. Yeah. Basically what Steve said, it's just amazing, (laughs) amazing performance by uh, Christian Bale. And, uh, it's got so much, it's, it's very quotable. Um, it's, it's very slick looking, very clever writing. You connect with Bateman, even though you're not supposed to. And, just an all-around, like, solid movie. It's a little long. It could have been trimmed a little bit, in my opinion. Um, but American Psycho, man, if you haven't seen this one, you're missing out.
0: All right. Uh, my number seven, it's a 2002 film that Joe, I believe, already mentioned, and that's Gore Verbinski's The Rain. Um, Gore Verbinski, of course, known for the Pirates of the Caribbean series, and he was attached to Direct Bioshock, which is my second favorite, horror, uh, second favorite video game of all time, which I'm really bummed he didn't do. But uh, The Ring, I mean, Joe covered kind of what it's about. It's just, I love investigation films. So this is kind of half investigation, half paranormal film. I love that she's kind of look, trying to look at the history of what happened with The Ring and how the videotape came about and everything like that. I think it's just a really well-made and uh, the type of movie that really puts you on the edge of your seat the entire film. Uh, when there is like a killing in that movie, the... I, I feel that like the bodies that she leaves behind samara leaves behind are really like cool like they have like her mouth open and they're blue and shit like that it's just i fucking love this film i think it's one uh, that was definitely deserving to be in my top 10
2: oh sorry my turn yep. <laughs> i keep forgetting uh all right my number seven is from 2008 and it is martyrs uh french horror film another foreign one uh Basically about uh, two uh, sisters who, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, I'll just kind of read the IMDb here. A young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her as a child leads her and a friend who is also a victim of child abuse on a terrifying journey into a living hell of depravity. Um, I think that wraps it up pretty well. Uh, This movie is just brutal, but also just like a really... Good story and something that's always stuck in my brain. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of horror fans have heard about this one and have seen it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, just a really good movie and a movie I think every horror fan should definitely see.
1: Yeah, I still haven't seen that damn movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right, number six is a movie I absolutely love, directed by Eli Roth, 2005's *Hostel* um some americans and a european friend are backpacking through europe they get bored so they want to try something new they go to eastern europe where it's a little bit more sketchy at the time um they get invited to hang out like you know some of the hottest girls of all time but little do they know um they're gonna fall prey to an international uh, society where you buy a person and you can kill them in any way you want um so yeah hostile it kind of started the whole uh, torture porn thing along with saw they kind of worked hand in hand to create this kind of genre um, of torture and uh, yeah, i like the characters i love the setting and overall i just think the movie's really great yeah there's some stupid stuff in it but overall i i just love it
0: uh, all right my next one here at number six is from 2004 and was already mentioned by todd and it's keeping with my favorite uh, zombie genre which i love so much and that's Shaun of the dead uh, directed by edgar wright um, I just—it's just a cool love letter to the zombie genre, which, uh, as I've said multiple times, I really love the the whole thing. And I think there are some clever little moments, like when Simon Pegg goes to get a cornetto and he just kind of walks by casually. All the zombies not really noticing what's going on out there because he's such a lazy bum. And there are nice little Easter eggs, uh, for example, which was a trivia question back in the day, which I think Todd got. Uh, he works at 4e Electronics. Uh, which is just <laughs> these little touches that I think are so clever and so awesome, and I just adore this film. It's easygoing, and it's well edited, and well shot, and well made, and well acted. I just absolutely adore it, so
1: that's why it's on my list. The movie's like an like an old friend, man. You can stick them on, just always enjoy it. Especially yeah. the the Queen scene, which is excellent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the whole yeah, it's yeah. this movie's so fucking good.
2: Alrighty, uh, my number six is from 2007, and it is Trick or Treat. Um, you know, what can you say about Trick or Treat? I, I feel like it's a movie most horror fans just tend to love, um, mainly because of Sam, basically. that You know, the character of Sam has kind of become an icon of the genre, which is very interesting for a character that only had one movie, um, but the fans really... Uh, jumped on him and just love him uh, and it's a I mean it's a really fun anthology movie um, you know I, I wouldn't say brought the anthology movies back but um, was, you know definitely there wasn't a lot of good anthologies coming out at that time so um, you know and it's definitely one I think and that's why the fans really clamored onto to that one um yeah but i I don't dislike any of the stories i i enjoy all of them and it's just like a really really fun movie and i think a must watch every halloween i mean it really gets you in that halloween mood so yeah trick or treat number six
1: i enjoy it but i've I've never loved it to be
2: honest yeah I, i remember we reviewed it and i remember you saying that
1: yeah all right my number five is an extremely solid claustrophobic horror film from um i think i said this right 2005 the descent directed by neil marshall who's one of my favorite directors who went on to do some of the best episodes in game of thrones uh but the descent stars a group of women that go caving uh, a previously uncharted cave naturally they get lost then there's like a cave in so they only have the only way to go is deeper into the cave to try to find the exit but there's some creatures in there that are hunting them um it's great, man. The, the creatures are awesome. The scares are fantastic. If you're claustrophobic in any way, shape, or form, you're going to feel it in this one because you're crawling through tight tunnels and stuff trying to get away from these beasts. Good gore, good violence, um, and also some good character stuff, like uh, the, the lead character's damaged because her husband and, and child passed away, and she's kind of recuperating. Um, and there's some side plot where it was one of her friends banging her husband. I don't know. But The Descent, um, all around, just a great film.
0: All right. Uh, so my number five, if you guys listened to our last decade episode, uh, which we filmed, I think, in December or January, uh, I had put Krampus on there, which I had said I didn't like it the first time I saw it, but I kept watching it and eventually it grew on me. And then I went I saw the Halloween Horror Nights and then I loved it after that. Well, this kind of falls into the same category where I didn't really like it the first time. Uh, I watched it a few other times after and I started liking it more and more. It's not until I kind of lived it at Halloween Horror Nights that I really grew an appreciation for. It. And now here it is at my number five of that decade. And that's 2007's Trick or Treat. Um, I think it's a fun film. It's one that I watch every single Halloween now. It's uh, it's almost become a tradition. And I think the Sam character is great. Uh, so much so that I have like a full-size Sam in my, uh, my office. So... <laughs> Uh, that just goes to show how much I love this character and this film. And I think uh, it's it's a great film and it just gets better every time I watch it. So that's why it's on my list. Mm-hmm.
2: What's your favorite story, Steve? Uh, I really,
0: yeah, I, I really like the one with uh, the kid and uh, like uh, the guy in the suit there. Like the, I forget if it's the principal or. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. I don't know.
0: There's just something about that scene, that whole story that just, I love. Yeah, it's a with, fun uh, one. The, Yeah, with the guy from Bat's Out there, the kid yep. from
2: Bat. <laughs> uh, Alright, my number five is from 2004, and you've already heard it a couple times tonight on, this, uh, on the list, and it is uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, you know, Steve and Todd already talked it up. Uh, I just, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. It's got great rewatchability. Um, you know, I can just pop it in whenever I want, and it will always put me in a good mood. It's just a blast of a movie. Um, Really, um, you can tell, you know, the people who made it were definite uh, horror fans. A lot of they play a lot of those great uh, horror Easter eggs and zombie Easter eggs in there. And yeah, I mean, just great performances by uh, Simon Pegg and and Nick Frost. Um, Their uh, chemistry just is fantastic. And, you know, they went on to, you know, do the whole Cornetto trilogy there. Um, I think this is definitely the best of the Cornetto trilogy. And, uh, yeah, no, that's why it gets number five on my list.
1: Hot Fuzz is pretty damn good, too.
2: It is. It is. And I, I really liked the third one, too. What's uh, World's End or whatever?
1: Yeah, I mean, I it was definitely the weakest. weakest.
2: But it's still fun.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, my number four is 28 Days Later, 2002, directed by Danny Boyle. I Now we're kind of getting into the movies where I, like, distinctly remember – Watching them, you know. Um, and this was on VHS, I think, after I like coming home from work in high school. Um, and yeah, just falling in love with it. It's just a great story. I think you mentioned Killy Murphy already, or Celia Murphy, I don't pronounce his name. Great character. Um, the opening where he wakes up and he's just completely vulnerable, doesn't know where anyone's at, and is just wandering around looking for help. Um, and then eventually, like we, you know, you find a nice family that takes him in and then. Tragedy happens with them, too. So 28 Days Later is just uh, very fast-moving, well-acted, and, you know, superbly directed. All
0: right. Uh, My number four, it's probably my most left-field pick out of all of them. Not a single one of the list that I got from my people uh, had had it on there, and none of you mentioned it either. And that's uh, 2000's Pitch Black. Uh, Pitch Black, it might fall more into the sci-fi character, but it's also super horror. If you uh, watch it, there's like a lot of killings, a very atmospheric film. It's about a commercial transport ship and its crew that are marooned on a planet full of bloodthirsty creatures that only come out at, nice, uh, at night to feast. And on that ship, they have a prisoner played by Vin Diesel, uh, who's known as Riddick. And the the whole movie is super atmospheric. Uh, It's got these interesting color palettes that because of the planet that they're on and Vin Diesel's character as Riddick is really, really cool. I didn't think he was as cool in the sequel, uh, Chronicles of Riddick, but in this film, I think he's fantastic. And I really adore this film. I I watch it uh, quite a bit and I do think it's horror enough to be on this list and one that people shouldn't sleep on because it's a fantastic film. And yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely deserving of a spot on my list. My name's Riddick.
3: Uh
1: I I got my eyes polished to see in the dark.
2: That's pretty good.
1: I've been working on it. I love that movie, Steve. I didn't even think about that one to be in horror, really. Um, I've never seen it. Really? Okay. I I went on a uh, junior high date to see this movie.
2: (laughs) Nice.
1: Shout out to Lauren, you bitch.
2: (laughs) All right, uh, my number uh, four... Is from 2008, and it is a Swedish horror film, uh, called Let the Right One In. Uh, this is, uh, I think, one of the greatest vampire movies ever made. Um, with just one of the most iconic scenes well, maybe not iconic, but one of the most memorable scenes of the decade for me. Um, if you've never seen it, this uh story is about, um, you know, this little boy who um meets this uh, young girl around the same age who turns out to be um, a vampire uh, who's a lot older than him, but it starts a um, kind of a, a bit of a odd love story um, between the two um, where she kind of kills um, for the boy and protects the boy. But uh, the scene I talk about is when um, he you know refuses to invite her in and she walks in and she just starts pouring blood out of her like entire face and shit like that um that scene just still sticks with me to this day um and it's just a fantastic movie all around um a great story uh an original take on the vampire tale and uh I, I really love this movie and i i highly recommend it what do you think about the remake i really enjoyed the remake as well um i don't think it's on par with the original but i think it's a damn good remake and uh i enjoyed that one um as well
1: yeah i agree um they're both great but yeah the original is a little bit above it you know what's most disturbing to me though is that in my wife well, th- i think this is meant to be like it's clearly that she's using him to be her next long-term protector because her last one is right. old, right yeah so like it she doesn't love him she just wants him to fucking be familiar <laughs> yeah
2: yeah um all
1: right my number three is 2004's saw directed by james wan Man, um, this started a whole new genre, man. Uh, it's a how simple can you get a plot where we got two men in a locked room with their legs chainsawed to various things, and they have a saw in between them with a tape recording saying, "Here's you gotta if you want to live, you gotta play the game." Um, we follow these men mostly in the bathroom with them arguing and slowly unraveling what their story is, and then expanding on that. And you know, it's been out forever. So the twist is Jigsaw's in the freaking room with him. And I never saw that coming. I don't know who could have saw that coming, but he gets up and it's one of the freakiest scenes of all time because he just stands up and Lee Winnell's reaction to it is just so genuine. Cause he's like so scared looking and he just takes off his, like his fake head wound thing and just game over slams the door shut. And it's a bleak ending. You hear Lee Winnell screams as Jigsaw just walks away and amazing film. Yes, the acting is iffy at times, but overall, just fantastic. All
3: right.
0: Uh, at my number three. Now, uh, I have a rule for my top tens where it's only one film per franchise. And I think two of the films out of this franchise, were which were released in this decade, could have easily been in my top ten. But I only picked one. And that's 2003's House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, I think it's just slightly better than The Devil's Rejects, but I do love them both very much, and in fact, if I did put them both, it would be three and four. That's how much I love uh, this series. House of a Thousand Corpses, it's uh, Rob Zombie's first film, uh, starring uh, you know Sid Haig, and uh, just a bunch of other people, and you know, Sherry Moon and all that stuff. And it's just so fantastic. I mean, Captain Spaulding is an amazing character. Uh, it's funny to see Rain Wilson and Chris Hartwick in this film, uh, considering what they did later in their career. Uh, I just adore this film. And even though I think Devil's Rejects is like a better-made film, when I think of them, I always think of House of a Thousand Corpses more. And that's why I picked that one over the other one.
1: So that's why it's my number three. I am shocked that Corpses is only number three for you. I got your list wrong in my head.
3: <laughs> well,
1: you'll see what the other two you, The other two are probably obvious, but <laughs> yeah. Number One's obvious. I don't know what the other one would be. Hmm. I guess we'll see.
2: Alrighty. My number three, uh, mentioned already tonight, uh, but it's from 2000 and it is American psycho. Uh, I just love this movie so much. Uh, you know, Christian Bale's performance as Patrick Bateman, like I said, I think probably one of the best performances of the decade and and just an amazing performance in general. Uh, just, and just an iconic scene, him with, uh, Jared Leto, you know, taking him back to the apartment. He puts on that raincoat does that little moonwalk with the axe. Uh, just a fantastic scene. And there's a bunch of fantastic scenes in that movie. You know, him running around naked with the chainsaw, covered in blood. Uh, it's just a, a great, great movie and uh, a great book, too, if you've never read the book. Um, but yeah, a great, great movie. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, a lot already said about it. So yeah, that's my number three.
1: Very good. Um, okay, so number two and one is what's tricky for me um number two which i'm about to say is clearly the better made film technically speaking and just story and acting and all around however number one has a little bit different emotional um, impact on me so number two is going to be 2004's Zack snyder directed dawn of the dead remake um saw this one three times in the theater went on a date shout out to dominique um to see this one and uh man i, I the opening is amazing the, the whole movie is amazing but the opening is some of the best cinema of all time sarah pauly is great i love cj in it um as like the dick security guard that turns hero at the end um, ving rames is just a fucking badass um, badass cop he's got throwback characters you got tom savini poking around right in there scott Renninger, ken foray from the originals um you got a freaking store named galen ross just a lot of throwbacks right to the original and you know i wanted to hate this remake i honestly did going into it I'm like you know could to be better than dawn of the dead nothing is it's my favorite movie but i absolutely love this one great action great violence my only complaint is makai pfeiffer's side mm-hmm. plot with his his girlfriend wife i thought he could have been not had that character in the movie it would have been fine i also like the guy um to play steve he's like a st- super dickhead um went on to be like a huge star with modern family but in this movie he's just He's just a prick, and I love him. Um, but overall, man, this movie its just great, man. And I can watch this movie every year and not get tired of it. So Dawn of the Dead remake, awesome.
0: All right. Uh, my number
1: two, 2004's Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I think,
2: I think this is the first time, though, we've had the same uh, yeah. Pete, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, for all the same reasons that Todd said. I mean, that first fucking scene just blew my mind. I remember seeing theaters. I remember who I went with, which theater I went to. It was just such a fucking cool experience. And spoiler for our future 1970s episode, Dawn of the Dead is my favorite horror film of all time. Um, I And like Todd, I thought it would suck because there's no way they could remake Dawn of the Dead. Like, it's so good. But holy shit, they did a great job of... Making it enough of a remake to be familiar, but also its own thing, which I thought was great with the fast zombies. I love the bit where they're popping off zombies that look like celebrities based mm. off the guy that's like across the street with a sign. Uh, I thought that was a super fun scene. Um, it's just such a great film. And I love the way it ends. I know it ends kind of abruptly, but I think it's hilarious. It kind of plays on Day of the Dead a little bit. Where they're going towards an island on a boat, but then they don't survive, <laughs> uh, which I think was great. Um, yeah, Dawn of the Dead is fantastic. I love Zack Snyder's directing style, so that helps as well, a lot as well. But uh, great film and definitely deserving of a spot on the list.
1: Yeah, and I think I mentioned this before, but I actually did one of my school projects on Dawn of the Dead and comparing the original to the remake. And my teacher's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I feel like watching what? it right now. Shoot. Yeah, we should do an episode of the two one day. I just I don't like those films. Yeah.
2: Well, my number two is 2004's Dawn of the Dead. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Aww, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my number two is from 2005, and it is The Descent. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, story about, you know, a, a group of uh, girls who go on a trip, uh, you know, is it spelunking i guess or cave diving or whatever uh yeah. and just encounter these just terrifying creatures um god this movie just like blew me away the first time i saw it and it still holds up uh you know it, you just the feeling of claustrophobia you get watching that movie uh some of those scenes where they're just trying to get through the, the, these really narrow caves and the you know the creatures are just like really terrifying looking uh And, you know, actually kind of like, a, you know, I feel like maybe uh, A Quiet Place kind of borrowed it. And like a lot of these new movies with uh, the creatures being blind um, and I can only hear by sound. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, just a a great movie. Also a great I mean, it's a great creature feature, but also just a great story uh, in general, too. Uh, And, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, all female cast and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic movie. So that is my number two
1: excellent film okay uh my number one is 2003's house of a thousand corpses directed by rob zombie and i know that it is extremely flawed and the direction and editing choices and all that stuff is sometimes shitty to say the least however the acting by the characters so so memorable bill mosley Sid Haig, sherry moon zombie her best performance i think she knocks out of the park in this film in this film only um but just great all around. you got young Walter Goggins, um, who went on to have a huge-ass career. Um, I love it, man. And yeah, you got Rain Wilson, like you said earlier, and, and all that. And it's about a group of teens that you know, have card problems that are because a fucking brother shot out their tire. Um, so they take him to his house. That's a house full of crazy people. And it's just amazing. And yeah, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre ripoff. But I absolutely love it. It's a homage to horror films. It's got very memorable villains uh the supporting cast of you know quote-unquote heroes or survivors is are likable and i really like how it goes and it shows you dr satan and his his partner um i forget the guy other guy but the big ass dude with the pickaxe thing i just love the whole sequence when they finally see dr satan and he's just like tied to the fucking wall on a rib thing and he's just all demented looking um yeah just love the movie all right
0: and at my number one, uh, which shows just how in sync me and Todd are, uh, it's 2004's Saw. Um, so we had the same top three in a different order. Um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so Saw directed Big Chance Wan. I mean, Todd pretty much said it all. Uh, what I love about it is it's like an investigation film, which I talked about with The Ring. I really love that aspect of it. And I thought I was so fucking clever in the theater. I'm like, oh, it's got to be fucking Danny Glover's character. No, it's got to be this character. And I I literally thought everyone was a fucking suspect in this film, except the dead goddamn body in the room, right? And when that scene came on, I just lost my mind. One of the coolest theater experiences I ever had. Like It's probably second only to uh, all the Avengers coming together in Endgame because I was such a comic fan. But as far as horror goes, that moment probably got me more than any other horror film ever. So, ah, oh, the music is great. The performances, I think, are pretty good. There's a little bit of happiness in it, but I, I loved it. I thought the traps were clever, and I just really loved it. It's just such a great concept, a great film, and one that I watch every year around Halloween as well. And spawned one of my favorite horror franchises of all time. So Saw was absolutely going to be my number
1: one nice i concur it's a memorable things too the reverse saw trap just you can't think saw without thinking of that and it's just brutal Mm -hmm. great
2: movie well my number one is from 2004 and it is saw uh yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) it is just one it is such an iconic movie It, it spawned the entire torture porn genre um which was the biggest thing that came out of this entire decade. Um, And yeah, I mean, it spawned just the soft franchise that, you know, is, is still going on to this day. Uh, You know, the jigsaw character is just, you know, has become an icon of horror. And yeah, I mean, you guys have kind of said it all. That music is just so good. And I mean, you guys said it, I mean, that end scene is just absolutely unforgettable. And I think blew blew everyone's mind. If you said you saw it coming, I think you're full of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it's just, it is, it's it is you know, just probably the most iconic movie of the day. De- even if it's not your number one, you gotta admit, it's one of the most iconic movies of the entire decade.
1: Yeah, it's haunting, man, where it's like, game over, and you hear Lee, went like,
2: don't leave me! It's
1: fucking just <laughs> black. It's, uh, oh, yeah.
2: It's great so stuff. And, I mean, and we didn't even, no one even mentioned uh, the, the pig mask, the whole the all pig right. suit there. I mean, that's really just a great uh, scene there when he's uh, with the, he has the camera and he's like, fly, you know, using the flash on the camera. And then the fucking pig mask comes flying at him. It's yeah, yeah. it's great stuff. And I mean, the, the traps are just all unforgettable. And I mean, yeah, I mean, we actually had some votes for Saw 2 coming in too some people preferred saw two over to one i still think saw one is probably the best one but saw two was a great sequel i,
1: I think saw two is probably technically the better movie yeah um but you can't have saw two without without saw one yeah so
2: saw one definitely mm-hmm. agreed all right should we get into our ultimate list just do it all right yeah. folks Here we go. uh, Our ultimate list. Um, This was compiled. We got uh, 22 lists, including uh, me, Todd, and Steve's as well. Uh, 22 total from, like I said, fellow podcasters, um, friends. You know, we all uh, pulled a bunch of people. Uh, I will say um, it uh, is a pretty good list. Uh, There's one movie in here I got to say really surprised me. It wasn't on any of our lists. Not even in honorable mentions that made the top ten. So, good tease right here. Uh, 74 different movies received a vote out of the 22 lists. How crazy is that? That's a lot. That is a lot of movies. Um, But only 15 movies received a first place vote. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah, definitely all over the place. All right. So, let's get into the honorable mentions. Uh, These are the five movies that just missed making out on the top 10. Uh, The number first one that came up is the ring. Uh, The ring received was on five of the 22 lists um, received. All right. So here, here was how I did um, it received 32 points and how I did the point system was a first place um, vote received 20 points and a 10th place received two points and so on and so forth, you know, 2018, 16, 14, all the way down that list. So the ring received 32 points. It received no first-place votes and peaked with um, one fifth-place vote. Uh, The next one, uh, the next honorable mention is Frailty. Frailty um, was on four of the 22 lists, received 38 points, and peaked um, with a number, uh, with a fifth-place vote. As well, uh, the next one is the Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects uh, was on four of the 22 ballots, also received 38 points, uh, did not receive any first place votes, and peaked at fifth place. All right, here our next one. This one I was also not in any of our lists, and I think is one you guys might have something to say about. Um, but it is 2009's Drag Me to Hell. Uh, Drag Me to Hell was on uh, four of the 22 ballots, received 42 points, and peaked at a third-place vote. I know you. Um, we reviewed this. A lot of – I know you guys weren't – none of us were, were too keen on it, I don't think. So kind of surprised to see this one on honorable mentions. Uh, All right, and then our last honorable mention uh, is from 2003, and it is High Tension. Uh, High Tension was on four of the 22 ballots, received 48 points, uh, received no first-place votes, but did peak with a second-place vote. All right. Uh, Thoughts on those honorable mentions?
1: I need to revisit the ring. Yeah. Cuz you guys every all everyone mentioned mention it and I haven't seen it in years.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you did you remember Ring-U?
1: Uh, I don't know if I've seen the original.
2: The original is much better. Um, mm. but I I didn't put it in just um I actually did it even come out this decade. I don't remember if I it might have been 90s. I can't quite remember. Um, but yeah. Steve, any thoughts on uh the yeah. original?
0: Yeah, I actually disagree. I, the Ring is one of the ones that actually preferred the American version. Okay. Uh, I did not feel the same about The Grudge. But mm-hmm. uh, The Ring, uh, and Ring was 1998, so it wouldn't have been on your list anyway. Yep.
3: Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, so that's definitely not, uh, like, a big surprise. Uh, the one that surprised me is definitely um, Drag Me to Hell. Now, Drag Me to Hell is one of those movies that I remember it more fondly. Than when I watch it again, <laughs> you know, like I think there's a lot of highlights in the movie that might mean, maybe you think it's good. But for those who put it on a list, I urge you to rewatch it <laughs> because maybe <laughs> it's it, you know, it, it, There's some films that are like that. Like you remember only the highlights and they were good. But when you watch the whole thing, it's like, oh, you know, you're not as good as I remembered. But we have a full episode that we talk about it. But that was definitely the most the biggest surprise, I think, on that list.
2: All right. Well, be ready because there's going to I think there's going to be one on here in this top 10 that is going to surprise some people. Uh, It definitely surprised me. All right. But uh, it's coming up in a couple. But let's start with number 10 on our ultimate best of the decade list. Coming in at number 10 is from 2002 and it is 28 Days Later. Um, I think made all three of our lists, so no surprise here. Uh, 20 Days Later was on. Five of the 22 ballots received 50 points. No first place votes, uh, but did peak at a number f- uh, four. On that was the line, list. I think. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, and j- Just for the record, I didn't have it on my list. And the reason I didn't is I think it's half of a good film. I feel that the first half of the film is great and the second half is not that great and that's why i left it off my list uh if you watch the dvd features of the film the uh storyboarded and written second half was considerably better than what the one that they chose for the actual release
1: you, li- you like that he got a blood transfusion in the end and switch with the dad yeah i thought
0: it was
1: yeah it's, the whole military thing in mm-hmm. the actual thing just didn't do it for me yeah i can respect that i've heard that too like people kind of lost steam with it there but i still mm-hmm. thought i like Killian cillian's um his like comeback, yeah. you know
2: yeah. mm-hmm. all righty coming in at number nine is from 2008 and it is let the right one in uh let the right one in was on five of the 22 ballots received 58 points Uh, No first place votes, but did peak with a second place vote. So uh, I think I was the only one that had it uh, on my list, but it did make uh, the top 10. All right, here it is. Number eight. Here's the one uh, I think will surprise you guys. Uh, Did not make any of our lists, none of our honorable mentions, but makes the ultimate list. And it is from 2001, and that is 13 Ghosts. Huh. 13 Ghost was on seven of the 22 ballots, received 60 points, uh, no first place votes, but did peak um, with a second place vote. Interesting. Matthew Lillard is awesome yeah. in it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah I, I think he's awful in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I, re, I watched five films from the last dec- from that decade and last week, just to, the ones I didn't remember quite well, and that was one of the five. And it I don't know. It didn't age well for me. Like I just yeah did not dig it. So
2: yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I mean, I do oh, remember it being a fun movie, but definitely a flawed movie.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. It's the the performances were just really wonky in that film. Like yeah. I just, and I, I, just, I hate Matthew Lillard, so that probably didn't help. <laughs> but uh, yeah,
2: I think people I didn't know you hated remember, Matthew Lillard. I, do. I, I think oh. people just remember the ghosts and how cool they were. But don't remember much else about the movie. <laughs> the,
1: the big boobied ghost.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the jackal, of course. The jackal, I think, is the probably the coolest one out
1: of yeah. them all. Why, why aren't you like uh, Lillard there, Steve?
0: Uh, personal reputation, from what oh, okay. I've heard. Okay. And I didn't like him in Scooby Doo. I didn't like him in uh, this. There's another movie I saw recently. I don't remember. what about how Scream. You like in Scream? That's my one exception. Okay. I, I thought he was pretty good in screen, but other than that, it just I, he just has one of those faces that don't like you know. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling that one. Hey, he told Joe to fuck off.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Uh, coming. Let's go to uh, number seven. Number seven from two thousand and three, and it is House of a Thousand Corpses. Boo. That's low. Yeah, yeah. That'd be higher. House of a thousand corpses was on seven of the 22 ballots received 100 points and peaked with two first place votes. Nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Let's go to number six. Coming in at number six is from 2000 and it is American psycho. American psycho was on nine of the 22 ballots received 118 points and peaked with one first place vote. Okay. All right, are we ready to get into our top five of the decade? Let's do it. yeah. yeah. Alrighty, coming in at number five from 2004, Dawn of the Dead. <sighs> it's too low. <laughs> it's too low uh, Dawn people. of the, the Dawn of the Dead was on nine of the twenty-two ballots, received one hundred and twenty points and peaked with one first-place vote. Coming in at number four from 2005, The Descent. The Descent was on 10 of the 22 ballots, received 126 points. Interestingly enough, received no first-place votes, um, but did peak with multiple second-place votes. Uh, Coming in at number three, from 2004, Sean of the Dead. Uh, Sean of the Dead was on 12 of the 22 ballots, received 134 points, and peaked with two first-place votes. All right, here we go, our top two. Do you guys have guesses? Or do you want to guess? Or should I just say them?
0: (laughs) It's probably gonna be some of these pretty honest. and trick <laughs> or treat. So Yeah yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, coming in at number two from two thousand and seven, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat was on thirteen of the twenty-two ballots, received hundred and ninety-two points, and peaked with three first place votes. And drum roll, please. Our number one movie of the decade, I don't think it's a much of a surprise, from 2004, Saw. Saw was on 16 of the 22 Ooh. ballots, was definitely the runaway winner with 230 points, the only movie to surpass that 200-point mark, and uh, received five first-place votes. So that there it is. Folks, uh your best of the decade list, ultimate list.
1: I respect that, but thirteen ghosts is a surpriser, like you said. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think I think it's a really solid um list overall, but that thirteen ghosts is definitely one that uh I don't think deserves a spot on there, but hey. Mm, well, I guess enough people liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean well, uh, I would think uh, of the honorable mentions that just missed out, I would put, you know, the ring or high tension over it, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised there's no love for Hills of Eyes in that one.
2: Yeah. The Hills of Eyes did receive, um, let me see if I Or, ho-
1: or hostile either. I
2: thought that was Hostel, So I, I have actually every single movie uh, written down here that did receive votes. Um... Hostel only received one vote, Todd. You're the only person that had Hostel on Damn. their list. Damn! Yep. All right. And what was the other movie you asked about?
1: Uh, hills of Eyes
2: remake. So want to hear something interesting, Todd, actually, before I go to that. Uh, you are uh, the only person that had Hostel, but someone had Hostel 2 on their list. No, yes. gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see if I can pull up the Hills Have Eyes here. Um, hills Have Eyes... Um, okay, Hell's Have Eyes was on three lists. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, another one that made uh, quite a few lists um, was Jeepers Creepers and The Strangers. Also got um, a good amount of love.
1: I, fi- I thought Strangers would be higher. I I don't like it, but I, know, I don't think anyone else doesn't like it. So yep. I was surprised, yeah. Um, was I the only one with the loved ones on there? You were. Motherfuckers need to go watch the loved ones, man.
2: You were. Uh, Jennifer's Body also received a few votes. Uh, Ginger snaps as well, received multiple votes. (laughs) Uh, I'll go... go, There there was a lot of people with just single lists, but I'm trying to look for the ones that received um, multiple votes. Um, Any
0: first place votes that didn't make the list?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because there was 15... That did I did not take that uh, down, but let me see if I can uh, pull it up real quick. Let me see if I can uh, see any real quick. That oh, uh, Grindhouse, which didn't make any list, received a first place vote.
0: I mean, I liked it, but it was like, <laughs> well, I liked half of it.
2: <laughs> and all, okay, here's another one that received a first place vote that was not mentioned at all tonight: Wolf Creek. Interesting choice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um here's one uh that might surprise steve pontypool oh god pontypool <laughs> it did not receive a first place vote but it got a second place vote interesting yeah i'd,
0: l- I'd love to know who th- what that person thinks <laughs> was so good about it because i mean the performances i guess but mm-hmm. yeah, i just really couldn't with that movie
2: yeah, so here's some movies I wanted to just dis- mention that um, received votes, but um, were not only received. were are on single lists, and kind of surprised me because I think they're good movies, and um, it did surprise me that they were only they only made uh, one list each. Um, the first one being uh, The Exorcism of, of Emily Rose. Um, I thought it was, I mean, a great movie, but just maybe you know the decade was just too too strong for it not to make any more lists.
0: Yeah, I like that movie a lot. I think uh but it, it does drag on a little bit when with the whole courtroom stuff that goes through yeah. the film. Uh so it's a good film. I I wouldn't put it on my decade list either though.
2: Yeah. What did you think of that one, Todder? I wonder if we lost him. Did we lose <laughs> Todd? Alright, we might have lost Todd. Um uh, also uh The Mist. Hmm. Yeah,
0: that that's a that was a fucked up ending, I gotta say. Uh, one of the most memorable endings and maybe one of the most memorable moments if we go back to that question but uh, the film itself is not the best
2: right uh, 13 days hear me? of light oh, oh yeah. Todd you're back
1: I'm muting myself somehow
2: uh, you know, I,
1: I hate when people say that but I just said it um, I don't think I've seen the whole thing of Emily Rose Okay. Yeah, I just uh, remember her like bending backwards
2: what about The Mist
1: fuck gosh infuriating ending
2: yeah.
1: But I, uh, I love some- I,
2: I really like that ending.
1: Yeah, I saw that at the drive thru actually. Yeah, I like
2: the bleakness of it for sure. drive in. Yeah.
1: Um uh, CGI yeah. was terrible in that movie though.
2: Okay. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was really bad. <laughs> uh here's one that received a second place vote, very high. Um, Valentine. Ew, gross. <laughs> uh well, here's one that um All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, which we did review.
1: I thought that one was terrible, too.
2: Yeah, I thought it was, you know, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, this one made uh three lists. The Collector. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's collector a, good a good one. one. Yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one that kind of surprised me. It made multiple lists. Hollow Man.
1: Need to revisit it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I remember enjoying it, but uh, Best of the Decade, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, here's one that surprised me. It, it only made one list, and it was very low on their list. But I honestly, I think it was a pretty big movie for the decade and spawned an entire franchise. Paranormal Activity.
3: Yeah,
0: I liked it, but not like Top 10 liked it.
3: Mm.
0: It's, uh, I, thought, I thought it was an interesting concept. Was the first one, anyway.
3: Yep. And,
1: yeah, never, never was a fan of those, but definitely a cool, like, setup, for sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cool concept, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, also, uh, all right, uh, you guys, I mean, if you guys are enjoying this, I can keep going, if you want to hear, like, other movies on people's lists. Yeah, hit them up. All yeah. right. Um, what else do I have here? Oh, here. okay, here's one that made multiple lists. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon.
1: Yeah, see, I I think that movie is a good documentary, but when it gets to the slasher, it definitely lacks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's also one of the five I watched in the last week, to mm. remind myself, and I, I agree with that totally. If they had kept the mockumentary thing, yeah. I think it could have been a contender, maybe, but the last kind of bit with the whole real slasher thing just kind of took me out of it. Yeah. Uh,
2: another one that made multiple lists, Wrong Turn.
1: Hmm. been a while since i watched
2: that one Mm -hmm. here here's one um that i was surprised didn't make more lists i guess it only made two lists um but actually was pretty high on both lists uh at number five and number three uh final destination i prefer part three personally yeah i mean it did it spawned a whole franchise i mean it was definitely a big movie for the uh, for the decade but uh Maybe just not good enough to make that top 10. Um, Here's a movie I've never seen that made a list. uh, Doghouse. Anyone ever seen it? Doghouse? Doghouse. I looked it up. It is a horror comedy. Uh,
1: I haven't even heard of it.
2: Yeah, me either. I had to to, uh, IMDb it, but uh, apparently it's a – I think it's a British horror comedy. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, so it is uh from 2009. A group of men heading to a remote village to help one of their friends get over his divorce soon discover that all the women have been infected with a virus that makes them man-hating cannibals.
1: Sounds like a movie that would go over well today.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, Steve, you were the only person with Shadow of the Vampire on your list.
0: And that's a shame. I think it's because people haven't seen it. It's just mm-hmm. one of those, like, kind of... No one really talked about, <laughs> you know, it just like kind of flew over everyone's radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely, especially if you like old school, like horror films uh, and the making of horror films, I think you would dig that. And Willem Dafoe is uh, Max Streak is just fucking fantastic. Just awesome mm-hmm. performance.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, here's one that received a first place vote. It, it was actually the only, uh, just the only one on anyone's list as well, but uh, Shudder. The Japanese horror film.
1: I've only seen the remake and it sucked.
2: Yeah, <laughs> same. I've never seen the original, so maybe something uh, I'll have to check out. Here's, uh oh, here's one that made multiple lists, uh, and I know, I think it was from all of Steve's people, um, but it's called uh, The Happiness of the What The fuck is that? Uh, yeah, I've never heard the, of it either. <laughs> yeah, so I have seen this one. It's been a long time. I saw it in high school. Because it's just one of those, like, movies that's just known as, like, a really weird one. Um, It is a horror musical. It's a Japanese film. But I honestly don't remember a lot about it. I just remember that it's really fucking weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I never heard of it until I saw two lists come up. I'm like, damn, Okay, maybe I'm missing something. But musicals and I just don't agree. It's my least favorite genre of film. So I probably won't ever check this out.
2: (laughs) Yep. Uh, another one, uh, uh, speaking of musicals, another horror musical that actually uh, peaked with a second-place vote was on two lists, uh, Repo, the Genetic Opera, which I've never seen. Oof.
1: I hate that one. Steve hate would definitely that. hate it if he doesn't like <laughs> musicals.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, also receiving, um, this one was on uh, four lists, actually, uh, The Grudge. Which uh, we did discuss a little bit. Um, did not make any, the, but it was on four lists. So uh, definitely, uh, that, you know, I feel like that one was kind of like uh, piggybacked off the ring in a lot of ways.
0: So yeah, the, the, the thing with The Grudge is my same feelings towards Drag Me to Hell. It, I remember great moments of it, but when I watch it, there's a lot of boring filler between mm-hmm. those great moments. And that's why it was on my list, but it's definitely memorable at the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Here's one I've never seen and it peaked with a second place vote. So maybe one of you guys have seen it. Uh, Splinter.
0: I just thought that that was one of my five films too. It's actually really good. It's on TV. I had a fucking blast watching that one. It was the closest of the five films that I watched in the last week that could have made an honorable mention for me. I really fucking dug that film.
2: Okay, cool. What's it about?
1: Ninja Turtles, right? Nope, not a winner. <laughs> I,
0: I, I wish. Uh, no, it's about um, a couple who they go camping and then they realize that camping is not a good idea. So they leave and then they get hijacked by this this other like couple and they hit a porcupine and the porcupine infects them and then there's like these porcupine zombies and it sounds stupid, but it fucking works really well. The creature effects are great. Uh, the CGI when there is some is a little weak, but most of it's, uh, practical effects and it's fucking fantastic. Like I really enjoyed that film. Mm. Right. So yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably have it on my watch next week. I'll go more into detail, but, uh, I'd say check it out and it's on Tubi, so it's free.
2: Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna have that one. Uh, here's one that was on multiple lists and I, it is actually a very good movie. Um, Wreck.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. yeah I
2: like wreck yep quarantine uh also made a li- uh one list as well but Wreck made uh three lists <coughs> uh here's a couple other ones I've never heard of that made lists uh frontiers no idea I think that's a French one French one pretty sure, sure it's a French one and thirst, thirst. thirst. don't know about that one
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh also making multiple lists uh the host oh yeah yeah. Here's one, Todd, that I'm kind of surprised didn't at least get an honorable mention for you, because I know you highly regard this one, Dog Soldiers.
3: Yeah,
1: honestly, I didn't have time to rewatch it, so I didn't stick it in there. But from what I remember, I
2: absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, we'll go uh, just a couple more here. Uh, get some thoughts on uh, the orphanage. Tch don't recall that one's a good one uh it's yeah, been think, a while i
0: think i'm mixing it with the orphan that's, that's not the one with the little girl right
2: no the or but the orphan also did make uh a list as well <laughs> which one's the orphanage, as, then? the orphanage is uh it's a i believe it's spanish horror movie um about like a haunted orphanage from what I remember, pretty creepy, and I think it'd be up your alley, Steve, since it's, like, a ghosty-type movie.
3: Yeah, I'm going to
0: write down. Yeah, I think I I saw. I think one of my people had it on their list, and I confused it with The Orphan, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, not the same thing. All right, yeah, I'll put it on my list. Yeah. Uh,
2: here's one that made a list. Um, I did not put it on my list just because I don't really consider it a horror movie, more fantasy, but Pan's Labyrinth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like fantasy. Mm-hmm. The, the genre
0: thing is tough. Like when I had yeah. Pitch Black, I really thought about is it too sci-fi? But I think Pitch Black was very horror. Its sequels were very sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But like, but
1: there's always that balance, right? It's there's always that balance. <laughs> 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 too fast, too furious. Uh,
2: here's here's one. Here's an interesting one because it did <laughs> spawn an entire franchise. Um, and it did Which make uh, it made two lists. Oh, you want to guess? Is it Fast and Furious? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's pretty good though. I <sighs> uh, don't know. Okay, Hatchet. Uh,
1: yeah, agreed. It's, I like the first one honestly, but not like Me top Me too. Term-ish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Here's a, here's an interesting one because it wasn't really you don't hear it, I don't think talked about too often, but a pretty good one I think. Queen of the Damned.
1: That's a pretty uh, good one. I seen that one forever.
2: Yeah, it's been a while, but I remember liking it, for sure. Uh, And then, yeah, duh. who, did anyone have Dead Silence on their list? Uh, honorable. Honorable, yeah. It did make one, I think it only made one actual list. Um, And, yeah, I think we, yeah, that's that's good. That's... Solid. Oh, Doom, Doom made a list. Doom did. Doom, are you serious? Yeah. Damn. Doom, Doom, Doom received a 10th place vote. Watch that again, whoever that is, because
0: it is fucking awful.
2: It's,
1: it's a fun movie. Oh, no, no, no. It, it's no, fun it's for a fun two movie. minutes
0: during a, a, a certain sequence near the end. But the rest of the film is god-awful Come garbage. On. And I love fucking The Rock,
1: so. <laughs> he's for me, he's not pretty, that good in it, though. No, he's terrible. It's one of his, first, like, his early yeah. films. Oh, Except my for god, five, motherfucker. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I, oh, I okay. think it's an enjoyable movie, though. But yeah, I, I, know. I get it. And then Watch I it again, think... Steve. I did like a year ago. It was <laughs> fucking awful.
2: <laughs> I don't think I mentioned this one yet. Uh, Cloverfield. Ah, good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It surprisingly, only made one list, but I think uh, that is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we'll leave it off there. That's uh, I pretty much went over all of them. So. <laughs> did, did anyone have signs on their list? No, not one person did have signs. Yeah, a, but here's a, one for film. you. Uh, here's one I didn't. Uh, Bubba Hotep. God, ah, movie. okay. I
1: like that movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Not
2: top ten, yeah.
0: but uh, yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, Signs
2: did not. surprised me. I thought maybe that would pop up on at least one list because, uh, you know, lost Shyamalan love, and it, it, it is a really good alien film. So, but yeah, no lo- no love for Signs.
1: Cool. Well, next we get oh. to do the nineties. Yes. That will be interesting. Ooh, yeah, I, I we're, we're,
2: think everyone's number one is probably going to be the same on that one, but we'll see. Scream probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Not for me. Not for you. All right. No, I, I
0: like Scream, but it's not my favorite.
2: Yeah, I'm honestly going to have to like really do some research on this one because I oh, I'm going to have to see like I mean I I'm dreading doing 80 to 89. That's, that's a tough one. That's yeah, and
1: seventies, 70s, yeah. Seventies 70's easier for, for number one. For number one, yeah. yeah. But the uh, number
0: two like to ten is not gonna be easy.
2: That's a tough one. Fuck. What's your number yeah. one for the seventies, Exorcist? No, Dawn Dawn of and the dead. Dead. Oh Don not Oh Don, yeah. Forever. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, go, how far, like, far back are we going? Are we doing sixties too? I, like I, doing I, all I, I I thought we'd go to
0: fifties and then do maybe like everything before the fifties, yeah. you know what I mean? like as all the down. way to
1: the, the hundreds baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> 1900 <laughs> yeah
2: all right well yeah 90s will definitely be an interesting one well, you got a
0: year a to think people,
2: about it <laughs> a lot of people consider the 90s to be a, a dark time in horror so i think we'll change
1: our minds once we actually sit down though
2: yeah i think so i think there's probably a lot of good i mean you got Candyman in there and uh I don't know. Candyman pops <laughs> in my head first. Candyman, <laughs> first, Candyman and Scream are the two that like pop in my head, but oh, I got a ton, but I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. So. Well
1: it's gonna be a <laughs> while. It's gonna be a while.
0: Yeah. Like disturbing behavior I fucking loved. Six cents I fucking love. Uh yeah. There's yeah. yeah. a, a lot. lot.
2: Oh six cents, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there's, there's gonna be some stuff for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for well. your participation, everybody.
3: Yes.
1: That was a fun one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love doing these top 10 lists. It's just uh,
0: always looking forward to these episodes. Yeah. This one was easier than the last one, though. I, I agree. But I think that's because I remembered more from the last one, mm. which yeah. made it tougher. So.
2: Agreed. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now, now in our pantheon is now Get Out for 2010 to 20. Yeah. And now The Saw. We should do a little, like, thing.
2: Oh yeah, I'll do. Yeah, once we wrap oh, yeah. it all up, we can do a, a recap of uh, yeah, the best, of every each best from the decade. Yeah, so yeah, that's interesting. We have Get Get Out and Saw the two best of the decades based on the Ultimates. I thought yeah. the Witch got number one, though. No, it it was a uh, it was quite a race. It was a, a huge back and forth between the Witch and Get Out, but I, I think mm. Get Out finally did take take it over at the end.
0: It did because right. I didn't have the witch on my list. <laughs> I probably <laughs> killed the witch. Oh, yeah, goodness. I think
2: yeah, you probably killed it because th- it was literally I think only like a few points separated it.
0: Yeah, th- this year I was, uh, Saw seemed to be the kind of clear.
2: Oh yeah, Saw was definitely the clear winner. It, you know, it was far and away. I saw well, I mean, Saw and Trick or Treat were definitely the two big, uh, the two big winners for sure.
1: I think Saw is my second favorite series after Friday the Thirteenth.
0: Mm. Yeah. I I, f- I fucking love Saw. It's uh, yeah. It it might be my second after the Living Dead series.
3: Yeah.
2: I I think our I can't wait for our 80s up ep- episode because I I think our 80s lists are gonna be like completely different. Cause like I love the Elm Street <laughs> franchise a, and you guys like hate it. So. <laughs> I don't
0: hate it. I yeah. Know, like three might make my list, but yeah. None of the other ones. So. Yeah.
1: My legs are strong. <laughs> Part three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the wizard. Mm-hmm.
2: And Todd, Todd hates Hellraiser, so... Oh, I hate it. Yeah, so it'll be, inter- it'll be I'm That's going to be a really interesting ultimate list, too.
0: Yeah, 90s, 80s, and 70s, I'll probably be the three most interesting
1: Yeah. ultimate lists. So. All, All right.
2: right,
1: sign off. Yes.
2: Signing S- off. Thank
1: you, thank you, everybody. Bye. Yeah,
2: bye. I don't know what we're doing next week, so I guess we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Bye.
3: People are so
0: ungrateful to be alive. But not you. Not anymore.
3: Ah! Ah! Game over.